Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you got coronavirus. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and nothing feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. Is the White House concerned about the stock market activity we're seeing around GameStop? And have there been any conversations with the SEC about uh, how to proceed? Well, um, I'm also happy to repeat that we have the first female Treasury Secretary and a team that's surrounding her. Oh, good for you. People are sitting at home getting the checks in the government, okay? And this fair share is a bullshit concept. It's just a way of attacking wealthy people. Everybody's scratching their heads over this. Not unlike what we saw on January 6th at the Capitol, right? If you don't have the police in there at the right time, things go a little crazy. Do you anticipate President Biden to address the GameStop controversy when he meets with his economic team a little bit later this morning? No. I know it's a big story, but it doesn't, you know, obviously we'll, we'll circle back with you. It's an interesting question, but uh, we'll, we'll circle back. I'm happy to circle back. I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on that as well. You are fake news. The American people are tired of women. Very fake news. I agree with that. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. <laughs> All right, America. Go to the YouTube right now. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. We had a, we had a few hiccups today. It's okay. Everything's okay. It's fine. It's How many fine. times have we had a late start? I, almost I never. Two, probably two times in the last five years, three or three times. If I'm going to have a late start, I like to have something to show for it. So I've <laughs> got a new set space going on. I'll get to that in a minute. That's exciting. That's part of what's going on. But because of all the difficulty we've had with our chat client that puts blonde in 140p resolution and sometimes has some audio ducking issues, we got it all sorted out with a new system through Zoom, had it good to go. And because I've moved my computer, we, we did the setup when I was still in the old space and now I'm moving into yeah. a new space. So I just set up the computer. We had tested everything. It was good to go. We get going right before live and all of a sudden the All of that audio is so screwed up and feeding through twice, and it was just a nightmare. So we had to revert back to the old system, but worry not. We're thinking about improvements. We're trying to bring you the best show we can, and we appreciate your patience. (laughs) So, hey, we did it, and we'll we'll be here uh, no matter what. Plenty of news to circle back on tonight, of course. Uh, We're going to pick up with the, uh, the Game Stonk saga. You may now have the privilege... Of buying exactly one game stonk. Have you indulged? <laughs> or are you waiting? I, I don't own any game stonk. I don't know no, about you. I will not be buying I, one share. 
No, I won't. I mean, as much as I love sticking it to the man, uh, I, I'm, I'm out on this one. Hmm. Well, uh, especially at this inflated price, I suppose. But if you're holding the line, nobody's doing it for an investment anyway. If you're holding the line, then uh, buy your one game stock and have fun. Uh, we'll get into that. Plus, it looks like there are calls for regulation uh, coming on this front. Plus, Nancy Pelosi and David Hogg claim that they are at risk of being gunned down by freshman mm-hmm. congresswoman. Marjorie Taylor Green. I'm not the biggest Marjorie fan. I gather that you aren't either. No, she's she's loony and she sucks, but I don't care about this because I hate David Hogg. And he harasses people on the street all the time. It's this old jam. He's very confrontational, but all of a sudden, uh, we're going to resurface videos from a few years ago where David Hogg is now clutching his pearls about public confrontation because I don't know. She's going to shoot him or something like that. We got yeah. some Corona updates. Turns out Andrew Cuomo is uh, the undisputed grandma killing champion of the world. And Joe Biden's great plan. He'd been talking all fall, all through the election season. Trump doesn't have a plan. I do. I have a great comprehensive plan to vaccinate everyone. Not going so hot. Turns out they lost what millions of doses of this precious vaccine. Uh, yeah, but it's a little bit more nuanced than that. It's because they trusted state governments just too much. More federal power will definitely solve. This oh, problem. is that the angle? Yeah. So they didn't lost. They just they didn't lose. They just don't know where they are. Yeah. Maybe slight difference there. They are theoretically still somewhere. I don't know. Plus, um, we got some hoax hate of an uncommon variety to close a hate letter sent to Trump supporters. Um. Uh, two, two Trump supporters, rather, not allegedly from them. That's kind of the angle on this one. Uh, uh, hoax hate of a different flavor. And of course, we'll check in on Super Chats uh, on YouTube, Streamlabs as well. DLive banned them. So RIP on that front. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Low down money grabbers, even when we're late. It will uh, it'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from some of our friendly listener-owned businesses, of course. This week's feature business is our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technologies. Uh, Sonoran is a firearms dealer based in Arizona, but with a focus on the online community. So not only do they make some of the best-looking Glock customizations around not only will they memify your magazine to be admired by all at the range, but Sonoran can personalize a wide variety of other items for you as well. They laser engraved the PC that I uh, do the stream on and before it oh, went haywire yeah. and screwed up the whole thing somehow. That was probably user as opposed to machine. And I'm sure it wasn't their engraving and they made it look fantastic. <laughs> anyway, you got knives, you got tools, you got firearms, whatever you want laser engraved. Sonoran can help you out in addition to making very cool, customized, functional, and pretty Glocks as well if you're in the market for that. Um, and the best way to find their awesome work on uh, on guns and everything else is over on Instagram. That's at Sonoran Defense. You'll even find some secret designs you won't see on the website. And as always, Sonoran offers 10% off all their products and services to listeners of this show using promo code MCLISTENER. You can find everything you need from Sonoran, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Hero Soap Company, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. All right. Um, on the new set space, I'm still working it out, but uh, you know, it's a smaller space. Some of the lighting's a little difficult to so bear with me while I... 
work out the kinks here, but I, I'm very happy with it. Uh, shout out to my wife great. and uh, my my parents for doing a little construction work and a little decor selection. So, so we'll, did you do the whole um, wood thing in the back? Mm-hmm. We, uh, oh. I would like to say that it's like part of some grand new home decor scheme, but it's it's just a it's a fake wall that is built for decorative purposes. So I can move it around if I have to. Like if That's I have great. To, yeah, it's functional as opposed to like uh, permanent use of the home. But um, well, it's past the test because I don't see anybody bitching about it in the live chat. Although now. <laughs> I know I've been nervous all day because in the chat, they're going to say mean things and say it looks like shit. And I'm going to feel I'm going to feel bad. No, we've been working on it. We started working on it before Christmas and some pieces were uh, like that. Betsy Ross flag back there is a fine piece of craftsmanship. That was the last piece to come in. So I've been waiting on a few things. So thanks for patience on that front. And did you um, retire Milo? The, I still have it, but it's it's not part of the set piece anymore. So some of the pieces carried over, some didn't. Um, I added some new things. I took away some things. I kind of wanted to uh, keep something that was fresh but familiar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to radically change it, but I want to spruce it up. That was the idea. So anyway, yeah. uh, that's what we've been working on, and that's why the show went a little haywire. All my fault. Good reviews in the live chat. But, All uh, good reviews. Oh, excellent. Ban any otherwise. They're gone. Uh, it's like they're I trying- know. It- you know what's still getting terrible reviews? Hmm. The name change of the show. <laughs> terrible reviews across the board. People fucking hate it. Just oh my hate God. it. I, you guys are going to have to get over it. Simplicity's sake. I yeah. On that one, I really love it. Um, I'm glad to have made that change and and uh, I'll stick with it because I like the simplicity. But here's another, since we're going down this route of like, uh, talking about changes to the show and audience involvement and all this stuff. Here's another thing we've been talking about the last few weeks that blonde and I are very much looking for input on. Um, so we'll pose a production issue or question to you guys. Um, and it's about how best to handle super chat. So first and foremost, obviously we hugely appreciate support for the show. Um, not only because it keeps the show running, but we also both want an interactive show with audience involvement. So Super Chat has been the one awesome thing that Susan has done in her entire reign. And our strategy to manage those interests, to keep show content first and foremost and and maintain interaction, was to stack a lot of Super Chat at the end of the show, obviously. And that way, if you don't want to listen to Super Chat, you can dip out. We'll still give you the content up front. You can hang around or not. That said, lately, Super Chat has exceeded an hour's time. And we want interactivity, but reading Super Chat can't be creeping on half the show. So um, we haven't made any decisions. I've thought of a bunch of different ideas, but none of them are good or perfect or anything like that. The ideas I'm aware of, and if you have any others, throw them at me, but you could, in- I don't, <laughs> you could increase the price of reading a chat. Uh, that's an option, but I don't, I want the show to be accessible. You know, I don't yeah. want to be some weird high dollar thing like that. Yeah. Um, you can randomize super chats, kind of like we randomize callers, but there's no real way to do that other than just glancing at them and reading some and not others. That seems kind of unfair to the super chatter, um, uh, sort of an unfair deal. Um, we could put the super chats on the screen instead, which would be a solution, but I know that's bait for all of you to post the strongest forms of Susan bait possible. So that one, I, well, I like the idea because it would be efficient. It certainly would get us and the show in trouble, I think. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, the other thing I thought of, we could simply do a thank you read of names, but that's really boring. Part of the fun of Super Chat is the interactivity and the banter. And if you're just reading people's names, that's not really worthwhile material either. So bottom line, we don't have a good answer yet. If you have some creative thoughts, send them my way. That's Matt at MattChristiansonMedia.com. We're not going to make any changes without telling you. Uh, I did see a good one in the live chat that we just have a hard cutoff time. Maybe that's an answer. Yeah, maybe. That did not even occur to me. I will say this is not Skag's fault. This was me because um, as you guys have probably noticed, I've stopped taking breaks to feed my baby in the middle of the show. But at around two and a half hours, I have like maxed out my family because <laughs> they watch the baby during the show. So they like had a talking to with me and they're like, listen, you can't be having three hour shows anymore. So we've been trying to negotiate how to do that. But, you know, this is such a good problem to have. Of course. And we so we say this with appreciation and respect for you guys. I just don't I don't want to toss anyone under the bus. At the same time, I want to make a show that's content focused and appropriately, appropriately interactive. So we're really balancing those. Um, do we get a timestamp on everyone's super chat? Let me look. Uh, I actually don't think so. Uh, we don't. But perhaps you, there'd be a way to note that. There's probably a way to figure this out. I'll have to think about it. But that's a good idea. That might be a good fair balance. Um, so thank you to the chatter who suggested that. That's maybe the most promising lead I've had so far. Anyway, hey, speaking of content, now that we're... Um, 13, 14 minutes in, and uh, all I've done is talk about our, our own show this whole time. Let's get to the news, because there is plenty of it. Uh, breaking news yesterday. Grab the story here in the New York Times. Uh, Trump's impeachment defense team has quit, apparently, or at least several <laughs> members of it. This disaster. This a week ahead of the impeachment trial, which is supposed to start next Monday, Tuesday. So five lawyers handling Trump's impeachment defense uh, abruptly quit over the weekend. Departures include Trump's lead lawyer, Butch Bowers, whose hiring was just announced last week. So this is all very quickly developing. This is according to reporting from Maggie Haberman at The New York Times. Trump has uh, Trump had been pushing, according to her, for his defense team to focus on election fraud. Haberman cited, quote, a person familiar with the situation. So the classic New York Times anonymous sources say. Right. Um, but another person familiar with the situation, uh, quoted in the story, says the decision was mutual, that Trump and Bowers had no chemistry. The idea is like Trump wants a lawyer to go on TV and really vouch for him. And this guy was kind of quiet and behind the scenes, whatever. Um, as I mentioned, the, the trial begins uh, next week. I would say on this story, if true, and that's that's a big if, considering we're talking about anonymous New York Times sources, uh, this would be a dumb defense for Trump. Even if you could prove election fraud, you could still, in theory, incite a mob. Also, you could not. Uh, also, the election could have been totally square and you also incited a mob. So the validity of the election doesn't really have anything strictly to do with the charge of incitement. Right. They're independent things. And his best defense would be to say, listen, there is no neutral principle that I violated in committing a so-called incitement that wouldn't implicate every single one of Everybody. you in the Senate and the House. However, so, isn't that what they want? It's like such a broad definition of incitement that they can call us all domestic terrorists. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to sneeze. Um, careful, you're going to spread Corona. Make sure to do it into your elbow. <laughs> uh yeah, well, it's it's clearly a political tool, not anything on any sort of legal or um, philosophical principle. But the reality of all this, I mean, this this is a big story. It, it shows that there's some 
discord going on with the um with the Trump team. But as a practical matter, it's probably moot. Forty five uh, Republican senators voted this week to say that the, the impeachment trial for an ex-president is unconstitutional, period. If they believe that, then there is nothing you can tell them that will lead them to convict. Therefore, the numbers to convict aren't there for the supermajority in the Senate. So all of this is kind of a secondary point. Um, and Democrats know that, though. That's the thing that worries me is Democrats know they don't have the two thirds and they're charging right ahead. So what are they trying to do? There's something else in play. I don't know. I think that they're just uh, they're so preoccupied with hating Trump that they don't really have much else. I suppose. Do. First order of business for the new Congress. Hate Trump some more. Yeah, yeah. for real. And then things are going wrong with the vaccine. And um, this press secretary is a fucking disaster. And so they, I think they just want to keep Trump in the news for as long as they can. Yeah. Well, tell me about uh, the alleged. uh <sighs> Be careful with my words here, because these are such serious accusations. Alleged a child texter. Can I say that? Alleged child texter. Oh, this texter. dude is a homo pedo. <laughs> Over sure. at the Lincoln Project. What's the story? Yeah. So John Weaver, he worked with uh, John McCain and Kasich. Kasich? Kasich? I can never remember he that He ran guy. for so, president once, but... <laughs> so forgettable. Incredibly. Yeah. Tim Kaine, levels of forgettable. So he's been accused by 21 men of sending unwarranted messages. One who stated that he began receiving messages when he was just 14 years old. According to the New York Times, Weaver told one young man um, that he would spoil you when we see each other and help you other times, give advice, counsel, help with bills. You help me sensually. Ooh, okay. So the Lincoln Project, is, as everybody knows, is this anti-Trump Republican group. They insist that they were unaware of the allegations until it started circulating the news. That's probably not true because... Uh, people had come out with these allegations prior to that. And then on January 15th, Weaver acknowledged sending inappropriate messages to young men and apologized. He said, quote, the truth is that I'm gay and that I have a wife uh, and two kids that I love. My inability to reconcile those two truths has led to this agonizing place to the men I made uncomfortable through my messages that I viewed as consensual mutual conversations at the time. I am truly Sorry for being such a faggot pedophile. <laughs> they were inappropriate, and it was because of my failings that this discomfort was brought on you. So saying a lot without saying anything at all. Just just so we're clear, these are the people who have been lecturing us for, what, a year or two more about the moral hazards of Trump, the moral unacceptability of Trump. And this is not yeah. to say that Trump is a saint. God knows he's done uh, his own share of... Um, questionable activity in his day but these are people who are uh or this is a, a group of people led by a guy who is it seems sending sexual messages to an underage boy and the other thing the other piece about this these accusations have been known for a while is it just the text that's being substantiated now is that the difference the accusations yeah, and i think it's like the the number of accusations reached hmm. critical mass it was a bit of a harvey weinstein situation where it's like so many people came out of the woodwork that gotcha like, well yeah. the accusations have been hanging around for a little while now and yet members of the lincoln project go all over msnbc and elsewhere and of course this guy being potentially guilty doesn't implicate them necessarily, but they, they haven't even been asked. MSNBC has never asked them once, as far as I'm aware. Maybe if they have, send it to me, but I, I'm not aware of them ever even asking the question. Yeah, 
Yeah, if this person was on the right or on the left, though, nobody would uh, really care, I don't think. Remember that uh, Seattle mayor? What was his name? Oh, that was a while back. I think you told me about that. But I, I always want to call him Ed Gaines, but that guy was a serial killer. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he had this uh, foster kid, a series of foster kids that he was diddling or whatever. Um, and then I barely heard a peep about that from mm. people on the left. Not that this is, you know, acceptable behavior by any means, but I think he's going to be held to a different standard. But fuck this guy. So who cares? Well, moving on to some very important news, much more important. In fact, recall how is there more information on this chick? <laughs> I saw this in the notes. I was like, again, the story's still hanging around. Recall the saga of record setting female college football kicker and star Sarah Fuller, who made history with not just a squib kick, but a chip shot extra point as well. Might have been two. I can't remember, but at least one. Now, we had wondered why. Why did Vanderbilt carry two kickers on its active roster for game day? This was back in December. If you have a guy who can do kickoffs and, and who can do field goals, why do you need Sarah on the roster to do squib kicks or kick a gimme? In the case of the second game, kick a gimme extra point. Why is she there? Well, she's there for virtue points, of course. Because as we've all known, Sarah can't make longer kicks. You could tell that intuitively, but in case you needed that demonstrated, some video has leaked video of Sarah at football practice. And uh, her attempted field goal is about as hilarious as you would imagine. Now, I'll pause it here. Blonde, you're you're familiar with how a football field goal kick works? No, I, okay. I have no idea. I want to I'll be as fair to Sarah as possible. I assume her intent in this particular practice kick is to kick that ball that that guy kneeling is holding on the ground through those uprights, the yellow goalposts down. Well, I know that I know as okay. much. So that's what she's attempting to do. It's got to be between them and it can't be over them, right? It's got to be between them and above that crossbar. Oh, right. Never mind. Okay. So it's hard to tell what happened. I zoom it in slow motion. She kicks and just nails the long snapper right in the back. <laughs> so uh, that's probably why we didn't get to watch Sarah Fuller attempt a meaningful field goal for Vanderbilt, but her uniform is still in the college football hall of fame for her efforts. Mm. Okay. Well, maybe that's the last we hear of her. Maybe not. But uh, speaking of struggling, Sarah's kick might have been better than the attempted pledge of allegiance by California politician, Kevin de Leon. Now recall Kevin de Leon. If you, sorry, is something going wrong. Hello? You there? Son of a bitch. What? Did I lose blonde? Oh. Oh. God, thank God. You looked like, like, no. You looked like someone had died, but I could still hear you. So if that happens again, beware. You know, don't uh, recite any mind comp or anything like that. Okay. And if I can hear you, the stream can hear you. So, you know, no safeties. Anyway, we just, we stomped all over my great transition. Hey. Speaking, speaking of piss poor attempts and struggling, California politician Kevin DeLeon, you might remember him from um, such episodes as the uh, ghost gun speech at the uh, at the podium. Kevin DeLeon is now an L.A. city councilman. He's formerly a state senator. And this is a guy who almost beat out Dianne Feinstein for her Senate seat, U.S. Senate seat in 2018. If you don't remember who he is, he's this guy on ghost guns. This is a ghost gun. This right here has ability with a 30 caliber clip 
to disperse with 30 bullets within half a second. 30 magazine clip in half a second. That's not true. That was nonsense. <laughs> but uh, so he's he's on the L.A. City Council now, and he was called he was called on to deliver the Pledge of Allegiance before a, a Zoom meeting for the city council. And it did not go well. This is his attempt. During yesterday's Zoom meeting, Kevin DeLeon was asked to recite the Pledge of Allegiance, and it did not go well. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Undervisible. Undervisible. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Don't. I can't. No, I don't want to. For which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The clip went viral on social media. DeLeon trying to turn the gaffe into a positive situation. He's asking anyone who laughed about it to donate money to knowuswithoutyou.la. The organization provides food to the city's (laughs) undocumented immigrants who don't earn enough to feed their families. Is that dude Mexican? What's what's his what's his Some, It's a Spanish name, something like that. But I love that his reaction is, "Hey, if you thought me botching an American tradition was funny, uh, cut a check to some foreigners. That will help yeah. the situation." <laughs> it just says first Hispanic American to hold. So you're too Mexican to know the Pledge of Allegiance, and then give some money to some illegal immigrants. Correct. I don't know. What a piece of shit. Now, it sounded to me, this is the the subtle scandal there, because, of course, being a politician who doesn't know the Pledge of Allegiance, that's not good. But, you know, we all have lapses in our in our brains and things. Things happen. He's it sounds to me like he's panic Googling the Pledge of Allegiance while this is going on. Is he? Is I, he you, pulled it together there at the end. You can hear keystrokes. I'm, oh. I'm speculating that's what he's doing. But if you Google Pledge of Allegiance, it comes up right away. So how did he still bodge it so bad? I don't know what he was doing. Who knows? Hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, just I'm remember, I'm on his Wikipedia right now. This is classic stuff. Just remember, these are our rulers. The people who want to uh, have full control of firearms think that uh, yeah. 30 caliber magazine clip ghost guns that fire 30 caliber magazines in half a second are a thing. And a guy who wants to run the country through. Well, I don't know. I should be fair to him. I don't know much about him, but Democrats seem to be a big fan of one party rule these days. They don't even know the traditions of this country, yet they want full control of it. These are uh, your prospective rulers. I'm going to drop this Wikipedia in the live chat (laughs) for everybody. Hey, Kamala Harris got her coronavirus shot on Tuesday. And um, as she got it, she made a very awkward statement. Ready? Yep. Little stick. Okay. How was that? When are you going to put it in? (laughs) (laughs) I hear that a lot. (laughs) I hear that a lot. Uh, Oh, yikes. Obvious joke. Uh, Coincidentally, that's exactly how she got this far in life. Or maybe she said, please put it in. I can't remember. One of the two. Ew. (laughs) That was a low blow. That was too easy. I shouldn't laugh. A low blow, just like Kamala Harris. Ew. Where's my rim shot? I need that. All right. You can't rim shot yourself. Uh, that, I earned that one. That was a good one. You have to get Kamala to rim shot you. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Hold on. Female. This is a, uh, this is a affirmative action rim shot. Don't, there you go. No, I didn't earn that. One more. Uh, 
horribly awkward Joe Biden uh, moment for you, too. Joe Biden, of course, Ugh. has spent his um, his first week trying to rule the country by pen with 30 executive orders. So it's nice to see pens getting the best of Joe Biden for a change. He was at a signing ceremony and struggled to get a pen into his pocket. Oh, God. Reports say the pocket was sewn shut. That's why uh-huh. the struggle <laughs> it gets the best of us. OK, I, I'm curious to hear about this story because it broke this week. We had this is not to be confused with the prior Capitol policeman suicide. Leaving good. Yeah. This is a different one that they're now claiming, yes. but it happened a couple weeks ago. You know, suicide, it's a very serious topic, and I hate to be disrespectful of anybody that committed suicide, but I am so suspicious of this and the the previous police officer uh, and, and the stories surrounding. I'm so suspicious <laughs> that I don't know that I can keep my mouth shut about this. It's like... I read probably 10 different articles about this today, and I could not glean any real evidence that this guy actually committed suicide because of the Capitol riots. Um, we talked about this other guy a few few weeks ago, Lieben Good, and this is basically an identical situation. So this D.C. police officer who responded to the Capitol riots committed suicide, I think, like eight or nine days after that. Um and Officer Jeffrey Smith, he's one of two cops to commit suicide. Uh, and then this is the statement that was given. We honor the service and sacrifices of officers Brian Sicknick, Howard Liebengood, and Jeffrey Smith. If you remember, Brian Sicknick is the one who was supposedly killed by a fire hydrant, or a, not a fire hydrant, a fire extinguisher. Right. In the So why are they grouping these people together already? And offer condolences to all the grieving families. The cost for this insurrection, both human and monetary, will be steep. He also said he had been injured as a result of the confrontation that occurred at the Capitol. And a couple of days after that, the officer, he took his own life. Um, Conti said Officer Smith was on his way to work on the George Washington Parkway when it happened. So the investigation is being handled by the United States Park Police because it happened in their jurisdiction. So this is like several weeks after this has happened. This is the first time hearing of it. Um, And as far as I can tell, the only reason they're linking this to the Capitol riots is because is due to the temporality, like because it happened after the Capitol riots. He didn't tell anybody that he was committing suicide because of his injuries or as far as I can tell, he didn't leave a note. Um, so I'm not really sure how anybody can link this suicide to the Capitol. Riots. And they don't like, explain. Do they explain his injuries at all? No, and I couldn't find any information about the severity of his injuries, but he was back on duty, um, so it couldn't have been that bad, right? One would assume, yeah. I just find it hard to believe. Like We we don't know what was going on in this person's life. We don't know if his wife was banging someone else. We don't know if lockdown was getting to him. We don't know if somebody called him an oath breaker in the Capitol, and he felt like he had betrayed his own country, and that's why he committed suicide. We Mm. have no idea why it is purely speculative to say that this is a direct result. And that was the daily mail quote. This is the seventh death. That is a direct result of the Capitol riots. They straight up said that. I'm like, how could you possibly say that? How could you possibly say that? 
I don't know. I'm real suspicious. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I, I suppose I get, I guess I don't know what's usual as far as timing in this too, but I also thought it was odd that this supposedly happened weeks ago and now the news is breaking now, but it's definitely related to the Capitol riot. It, I want to know more information on this and I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful either, but um, you're going to have to provide some more substantiation. If you expect me to tie this to the Capitol raid as an obviously caused or even related death. I know. I know. I I'm getting too tinfoil. And my first instinct was like, this guy got murdered. <laughs> why? Yeah. Why did it take weeks to tell us that too? He died weeks ago and all of a sudden, yeah, Oh, now he's yeah. the seventh. Well, why yeah. now? What, what? Or I guess he would be the eighth supposedly no. because of the five people that we, three of them, we never hear anything about. I mean, do you still have no information on those? They said those health episodes, yeah, like health, health episodes. Yeah. And Ashley Babbitt, Sicknick. Oh, he would be the seventh. Mm. And then the first suicide. And then this guy. Yeah. Mm. Well, before we hop into game stonk, um, we're always approaching peak clown world, but, uh, this is the week, this week's entry. Black Lives Matter has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. This from Norwegian MP Peter Eide, Eide. Leave it to the Scandos. You know, only the Scandos would do this. Uh, he says the movement has forced countries outside of the U.S. to grapple with racism within their own societies, says uh, this Norwegian MP, quote, I find that one of the key challenges we have seen in America, but also in Europe and Asia, is the kind of increasing conflict based on inequality. Black Lives Matter has become a very important worldwide movement to fight racial injustice. <sighs> they have had a tremendous achievement in raising global awareness and consciousness about racial injustice. This, of course, after causing a billion dollars in damages across the country in 2020, as well as um, damaging or destroying over 1,500 businesses or buildings. For all the talk of the Capitol riot and the D.C. or the Capitol police who were injured or killed, uh, tallies on Black Lives Matter attacks on cop, on cops last year, at least 700 officers injured, and there were at least a handful killed as well, including retired police officer David Dorn in St. Louis. So just some perspective. Now, I can get with this move if it happens, which there's no indication it will. It's just a nomination. But if it happens, it has to be the Nobel mostly peaceful most <laughs> most mostly peace prize now how do, how do you phrase it you get what i'm saying yeah yeah the nobel mostly yeah. peace prize we'll go with that if that's what they get then that's fair uh i, I will approve all right let's hop it's into like you have to be violent to get the peace prize who did who else did they give it to obama but that was um that was before the violence that was before he did anything <laughs> yeah that's true yeah and they, and to be fair, Black Lives Matter hasn't received the prize yet, but they're closer today than they were yesterday. Now, okay, I'm not going to go through the entire uh, Game Stonk Robin Hood story because everybody's basically familiar. But just a, a quick refresher um, on what's going on with this controversy. The stock market and stock brokerages went wild this week as the uh, Wall Street Bets subreddit decided to buy up heavily shorted stocks like GameStop. Ca uh, causing massive spikes in prices. So hedge funds had shorted these stocks, meaning hedge fund managers had bet on these stocks to struggle. But if the price goes up, then the hedge funds lose money. And that's exactly what happened with the organization of these Wall Street bets guys. And so then Robinhood, the free stock trading app on which much of this activity happened, banned GameStop buys on Thursday and then reopened them on a limited basis on Friday. 
And it sounds How like they the, even do that. God, it's to me, it sounds like a practical reality. I did a video on this on Saturday trying to figure out the why, because this, this CEO baffled me. Okay. Like the easy answer for him and the answer that seems backed up by the facts is you have a massive volume of trades to handle. And those trades require cash up front to facilitate. Thanks to regulations. They simply ran out of cash. They had to borrow $500 million. Okay. Just tell us you ran out of cash. All right. Like that's not great, but at least you're not corrupt. Instead, the CEO guy does that. He takes, he gets the loan, goes on CNBC and denies everything. Says we have no liquidity problem. Also, the hedge fund people didn't talk to me. Also, the SEC didn't talk to me. He just denies everything. Yikes. He's lying one way or another. It's just a question of which lie is he making. Um, but, is it, but um, uh, the, the, the odd question about the liquidity issue is even if it's, even if it's true, even if they just ran out of money, um, you know, why not, why not just suspend all trades and transactions? Why would you target just GameStop? And just just buy. So you could sell your GameStop stock the entire time. GameStop stock. I can I mess that up every time. GameStop stock. That's why the preferred term is just GameStop. But yeah, you, if, you, if you have problems facilitating trades, why not just suspend all trades? They said only these trades are um, are targeted, except on Friday, they just said, OK, fine, you got us. Uh, here's 50 more. Here's 50 more. We're restricting. You can't uh, or at least. You can't buy or sell unlimited or high large quantities of uh, of these stocks, including uh, General Motors, Starbucks, a whole bunch of stuff. And it sounds like the um, the restrictions are still going to be in place tomorrow morning. So uh, I was I wasn't joking either. You can buy exactly one GameStop share. So if you want to go on Robinhood in the morning and buy one GameStop share, you can do it. But uh, that's all they're allowing right now. Now, as far as the status of the hedge fund losses, I've seen a whole bunch of reporting. I guess it depends on how you quantify it. But this report in Business Insider says short sellers and hedge funds are nursing an estimated loss of $19 billion <laughs> after betting on GameStop stock to plunge. I love this story. This is my favorite story ever. Everybody feels like 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 we we have an opportunity to get the man and it's brought us together. This is something that people on the left and the right can agree on. I you see it. AOC's tweet, I was like, right on, bitch. Until <laughs> until she accused yeah. Ted Cruz of trying to Ted kill Cruz, her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, credit where credit due. She's right about this. Yeah, it's uh it is nice to see and I I felt the most encouraged by this story than I have really since the election. This is, I like the fighting spirit. I like the fact that a bunch of no name randos were able to really instill some outright fear, frankly, in the minds of very powerful people by just, and the thing, actually the thing I love about it the most, there's nothing illegal. There's nothing incriminating. They're operating. Oh, they're going to find something. Well, there shouldn't be anything illegal or incriminating, but we'll see where the regulators go. Melvin capital. Back to the theme of the hedge fund losses, Melvin Capital lost 53% of its value in January. (laughs) This according to the Wall Street Journal. It started the year with $12.5 billion, and it's now running at eight. And that's because they got an emergency bailout from their friends at Citadel, another hedge fund. And we will uh, have more to say about Citadel in a moment with Janet Yellen. Um, But... Of course, this has caused all sorts of reactions from powerful people. Hedge fund manager Leon Cooperman appeared on CNBC to decry the bullshit, saying this whole craze has just been about attacking the rich. 
Come on, there we go. The reason the market is doing what it's doing is people are sitting at home getting the checks from the government, okay? And this fair share is a bullshit concept. It's just a way of attacking wealthy people. And, you know, I think it's inappropriate. We all got to work together and pull together. I mean, I agree with the general concept that you don't necessarily have a fair share to someone else's wealth, but I, I hate the idea that this is an attack or that you've been victimized. Okay, you made bets that a certain stock outcome would happen and it and didn't. It didn't. Yeah. And the reason it didn't is because people purchased something in a free market at the price to which everyone agreed. There was no deception. There was no cheating. There was no theft. So I get the frustration of having made decisions that turned out to be poor because some people pulled a move that you didn't expect. But the answer is don't gamble that money if you're not prepared to lose that money. Mm, this guy. So I don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy $3 for that. $3 billion worth $3 billion. If you can show me that he was stolen from or something, just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean that it's okay to steal from you. But I, there's nothing. There's no evidence of that. You weren't stolen from. You made a bet. You lost. Go home. Sorry. Everyone read his Wikipedia too. <laughs> God help me. Link it in the chat. Just go to hang out in the chat for blonde spicy Wikipedias. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, the, he wasn't the only one. The former SEC commissioner, this isn't about wealth and greed and attacks and all that. Well, it is about attacks, but she had an interesting take. This is former SEC commissioner, Laura uh, Unger? Unger. Yeah. Laura Unger. Oh, sorry. I lost my place. Laura Unger says um, that this um, this GameStop frenzy is just like the Capitol raid, she says. Here's what she had to say. Everybody's scratching their heads over this. What what should happen? What What is the right thing to do to control this or stop this? Not unlike what we saw on January 6th at the Capitol, right? If you don't have the police in there at the right time, things go a little crazy. And that's kind of feels like what's happening with this much different, much lesser degree. It's financial harm, not personal bodily harm. But but certainly that's the same kind of, you know, platform created frenzy um, that that people are operating under. I can agree with some of this stuff. Uh, both were peasant revolts of sorts Okay. Uh, that were cultivated online. I can agree with her to that. Uh, yeah, I guess I could get with that. The thing that bugs me about the way both of these people are characterizing it is an attack. I just don't yeah. grant the premise that buying a product in an exchange to which everyone agrees is an attack. Yeah. That's just buying a thing. All right. I, I, it's no more. I don't know if you were. Um, let's say that they were invested in whoever owns Snickers candy bars. Uh, or they had short sold those with the expectation that Snickers was going to continue to suffer. And all of a sudden, we all just decided we fucking love Snickers, man. They're the best candy bars ever. There's a Snickers revival because people love the candy bars. I'm sorry that you bet wrong, but I'm not victimizing you by buying a candy bar that I love. And you can you can say that GameStop is not worth four hundred dollars a share. But that doesn't mean yeah. that I, I'm not legally within my rights or morally, for that matter, to purchase a share of GameStop stock for 400 bucks if I want to. I'm not victimizing you by doing that. Yeah. So I just I just reject that premise. But uh, yeah, and, and I'm also seeing a lot of uh, you might have put this in the notes later, but I'm seeing a lot of people say like, oh, these investors, they're they're really going to um, learn a hard lesson because GameStop is clearly not worth four hundred dollars. It's like they 
fucking clearly know that. Yeah. They obviously know that. Do you think that that is a way for them to just try to protect hedge, hedge funds while looking like they're doing it for the investors or they they actually don't understand why people did this? I think they're probably, I would think they're probably trying to encourage those who have bought in to sell because that's to their benefit too. Um, and that's why everyone has to hold the line. So if you can create enough doubt, you can tell someone, oh man, you're going to, you stand to lose, depending on how much you bought, hundreds or thousands of dollars, you better sell now. Well, you still have a chance to recoup some of that. Maybe that's why. But to your point, anybody who Wall Street bets never deceived on why they were doing this. They didn't say, oh, this is a great investment. You're going to get a ton of money. Now, some people did. Right. Some people sold at the right time and made a lot of money. They did. But generally speaking, your average trolley person on Wall Street bets going on Robinhood is buying a share, two shares, three shares, whatever of GameStop simply for the effort and they kind of understand i'm playing with some free money here that i don't mind if i lose because it's for the cause that's what these yeah. people are doing anyway yeah but the uh they're circling the wagons around the hedge funds the real heroes and it's gonna yeah. be politicians are pissed but it's gonna be very interesting to watch who do they crack down on or both forbes washington post and others i don't have the washington post article in front of me but i do have the forbes one um Headline in Forbes, ignore the populist GameStop hype. Short sellers are heroes. What? Headline Washington Post uh, says the good guys in the GameStop story. It's the hedge funds and the short sellers. So it's not just that they've been victimized per se. I don't like that characterization, but that's one thing to say. They're actually saying that, that the hedge fund short sellers are heroes. And the general reasoning here is that these uh, short sellers provide a service by correcting prices in the market accurately and correctly predicting overvalued stocks. I don't, I don't really tend to see it that way. Personally, I, I don't think that that's necessarily providing inherent value. Well, also weren't they um, doing this at like 140% of all outstanding stock? Why, why can you do that? Yeah, why can you short more stock than actually exists? It's like in the same way that fractional reserve banking shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Why can you even do this? It's like borrowing more money than exists in the world. How can yeah. you, how can you do yeah. that? Um, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess you could have more outstanding debt. It's just, some guy has to buy the stock to pay off his debt, and then you have to buy it off that guy to pay off your debt. But there's got to be Which a line. Sounds there. a lot like a pyramid scheme, something, or something like that, or a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, there is a possible regulation coming. Various government actors are now calling for regulatory intervention, including Elizabeth Warren, who honestly I thought she died. Like I, <laughs> I thought she died of coronavirus. Never heard from her in months. She's back though. And she wants the SEC to investigate how meme stock market surges were handled. Bernie Sanders also chimed in, says he wants to look at the hedge funds. Now, it sounds like these two are talking about policing hedge funds and the practicing of shorts, the practice of short selling. Uh, but I wouldn't trust them to flop on the little guy either. Keep in mind, one of the reasons it appears that Robinhood had to do what it did in terms of banning certain transactions is because they didn't have the cash to cover what was necessary for these transactions. And the cash is necessary because of regulations installed by, among other federal regulations, Dodd-Frank 10 years ago and change. So the people trying to protect the little guy and secure us against fraud 10 years ago have actually screwed over the little guy. And that's at least part of the story. I don't know if the Robin Hood CEO is corrupt or not, but he's not doing himself any favors. 
And I wouldn't trust these people, even if they're looking out for the average Robinhood investor to actually achieve that in effect. Both the um, House and Senate are also planning hearings to talk about Robinhood as well, though no hearing date has been uh, scheduled yet. And it is also, as of yet, unclear what the president wants to do about it. Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about GameStop and other tough questions all week. And the Internet immediately noticed she has a habit of promising to circle back whenever she's asked about something challenging. Uh, I will have to circle back on that one. That's an excellent question. Oh, such an important question. Uh, we will circle back with you and we'll, we'll circle back with you. It's an interesting question, but uh, we'll, ha- we'll circle back. I'm happy to circle back, but I'll have to circle back with you on it. It's a good question, but we'll circle back with you on this today. We will certainly circle back with you more directly. Uh, I hate to disappoint you, but I will have to circle back with you on that as well. Montage oh, no. courtesy Grabian. We have to stop saying that now. I say that all the time. <laughs> I did say it on Wednesday and uh, people referenced it. Now then I got self-conscious too. Oh man, this is a meme now. I can't say it anymore. I will not be circling back to circle back. But uh, this, this was funny. A reporter actually did follow up with her and say, Hey, I'm circling back now on a question that was previously asked. And for a moment, it looked like Jen Psaki was going to make good on the offer. Nope. Then it became the ultimate circle back. Does the white house support that request? Uh, I did ask our team about this. You, you or someone else may have asked about this the other day, and I think I have something on it here. One moment. Somewhere. God, she sucks at her job. <clears throat> Thanks for your patience. Lots to say about COVID, no doubt about it. Oh, for sure. Um, so, let's see. Oh, this is so painful. Let me... Let me let me um, talk to our team about oh, it. Damn it. That oh. <laughs> that close. That close. Well, uh. several reporters actually did ask her about GameStop this week. And her first answer was, uh, well, uh, good news. We have the first female Treasury Secretary of all time, Janet Yellen. Aren't you excited? Is the White House concerned about the stock market activity we're seeing around GameStop? And have there been any conversations with the SEC about uh, how to proceed? Well, um, I'm also happy to repeat that we have the first female Treasury Secretary and a team that's surrounding her and often questions about market will send to them. Do you anticipate? Then she was asked again and she just skirted the question later. Nope, Joe Biden's not going to talk about it. To pay President Biden to address the GameStop controversy when he meets with his economic team a little bit later this morning? No. That's not the big focus. Okay. I know it's a big story, but doesn't, you know, obviously that our, our focus and our big story is getting the American people back to work. Now, as far as Janet Yellen, of course, the uh, glorious and praiseworthy first female Treasury Secretary, I wouldn't want to disrespect her in any way. There are legitimate questions about her role in any potential regulation, though, considering she has been paid hundreds of millions of dollars by the aforementioned Citadel hedge fund. This is the hedge fund that bailed out Melvin Capital because Melvin lost half its value on GameStop. So uh, Citadel paid Yellen over $800,000 in just the last couple of years, in fact. So it would appear that there might be a conflict of interest here. Jen Psaki was asked about that, and she even dismissed that question. 
You did mention, I believe, yesterday um, that the Treasury Secretary is monitoring the situation and she's kind of uh, on top of it. There have been um, some kind of concerns about her uh, previous engagements with Citadel and speaking fees that she has received from Citadel. Are there any plans to have her recuse herself from advising the president on uh, GameStop and the whole Robin Hood situation? Well, just to be clear, what I said was that we have the Treasury Secretary is now confirmed. Obviously, we have a broad economic team. Separate from the GameStop issue, the Secretary of Treasury is one of the world-renowned experts on markets, on the economy. Uh, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone she was uh, paid to uh, give her perspective and advice before she came into office. Okay, but oh my God. that's not the question. The question is not, no. hey, should she give speeches? The question is not, hey... Should she get paid for speeches? The question is, to the extent that she was paid handsomely for speeches by this company, isn't there kind of a a problem there? If she's the one who's supposed to be overseeing and regulating companies like this, isn't that, isn't that a, little of an, a little bit of an issue? But how dare you? How dare you question Jan, the, the great and glorious Janet Yellen receiving money for a speech? Well, I, I don't care if she receives money for a speech necessarily. I care that she's now being asked to oversee those people who pay her. There's so much nepotism. All these people are part of the same group. Hmm. Well, it's unclear what uh, <laughs> what Joe Biden will uh, will do about this and what role Janet Yellen might play. Joe Biden isn't saying a damn thing. Because uh, he can't. He physically can't, probably. Yeah. Um, reportedly on Friday, Biden refused all questions about GameStop. And uh, I guess he's still trying to get the pen out of his pocket. Who knows? Who knows what's going on with Joe? But he's puzzled. So we'll see where they decide to go with this. A lot of questions remaining to be answered. We are probably pisses me off about the sacky chick before hmm. we take a break is that everybody was so mean to, um, Oh my God, what is her name? Kaylee McEnany. Well, her, the, the previous one, the oh, one Sarah before Huckabee the Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders because of her personal appearance. But like, I can't say anything about this ugly ginger <laughs> sucks at her job. I don't know. Maybe she's awesome at her job actually. Well, Essentially, your job as press secretary is to lie to the president. So, yeah. or lie, lie uh, for the president, not to the president. Uh, so, I get it. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on that front because every single one of them does it. And I don't want to go hard on appearances because I don't like when they did it to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That said, the best meme I saw this week was one that said shopping cart wheels be like, and there were three Kaylee McEnany's and one <laughs> Jen Psaki. Is the best one I saw the week in a, in a very uh, a meme of many, or a week of many glorious memes. That was the best one. Uh, I one. I'm, I'm looking up. All right, let's do some super time chat for thing. a break. Yeah. Um, let me uh, and D live. If you guys are hanging out over there, I can still open the treasure chest. That's about all these overlords will let me do. So if you're still hanging out on D live, thank you for supporting the show. And Trovo, I just want to thank uh, Darth Jones, Late to the Party, and Dakota Jim for supporting. You guys are much appreciated as well. <laughs> oh, wow. We are really backed up on this. Okay. Right-wing death squad engineer. Matt and I once made love. I pumped and dumped him like a game, sto- like a game stonk. He was... <laughs> Road harder than hedge fund managers. The things I, I read gay. for money. I am disabled. <laughs> Thank you. Is that Cuomo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Boak. First time writing in, I want to share with everyone after two years for IUI and 
I don't know how to say that varicelle varicocele surgery. My wife and I were finally able to conceive spontaneously Ooh. mere months before we were going to try IVF. What's more, it's twins. Wow. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. That is so great. Good job. Good job banging your wife and having <laughs> twins, Kevin. Proud of you and your balls and your wife's eggs. Well done. Uh, good news. Congrats, guys. Daniel Kunkel says that FBI lawyer charged in the Durham investigation got no jail time from an Obama judge. The deep yeah. state is giving us the middle finger. The law doesn't apply to them, and they're letting us know it. We knew the law didn't apply to them um, after 2017. I mean, didn't we? After 2016, we had a pretty good we're, idea. We're deep into the sequence at this point, but each particular episode is still worth discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Crowder's wife is pregnant with twins. I heard that. Yeah, congrats yeah. to them too. Although yeah, there's right? like crazy stuff going on with him. I'm not fully caught up in the news, but he's got some health episode with his heart and yeah. you know, and, his, and now now there's twins on the way. So all the best to him and congrats to him and hoping for health and, and prosperity and all that. Man, twins. That's such luck. That's that's um, uh that's a that's a big uh big thing to handle, big responsibility for the first go round though. Yeah, but yeah. the pregnancy is higher and a higher risk and it's more difficult, mm. but then you only have to do it once. So trial by fire, it. you'll get pretty good at parenting pretty fast, I would think. Or pretty bad at it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kevin Smith, have you guys heard of the Deagle report? They're predicting a massive depopulation of the United States and Canada by 2025, U.S. population down to 99 million. What? Is there going to be some huge starvation event because Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland <laughs> and we're all going to be declared domestic terrorists? Is that, is that what we're to... looking at? I haven't followed the Bill Gates farmland stuff very closely. Is he buying Why the entire country? Yeah, he is the single largest individual owner of farmland in the entire nation now. Why? So are farmers leasing the land or what is he doing with the land? I presume farmers are leasing the land. Okay. Or maybe he's just holding it so that he can starve us all out because he believes in depopulating the world. Yeah. Piece of shit. Okay. Grumbledore says, remember apes, it's not about profit. It's about sending a message. Take your shares and squeeze them in your, in your diamond hands. Can't stop, <laughs> won't stop, game stonk. To the moon, apes together, stronger. This is the spirit that I just appreciate so much uh, right now. You know, people have all these like gripes about people have their gripes about these short squeezers. People have their gripes about the short sellers. I just love the spirit of this. This is something that has been sorely missed for months on end now. So and it's, to the extent it was successful, how much more of this do you think is going to happen? I think this is going to be a move that's going to carry on for a long time and Short selling as a practice will be done much more carefully, I suppose. Um, and I, I don't think there's yeah. anything inherently wrong with short selling per se either, as long as you're just simply expecting something to happen and making a bet that it does. But the other side of this, talk about how it's wrong to organize and try to will an outcome to happen. That's the criticism of the um, of the the Reddit guys. Isn't that what hedge funds are doing That's when they're they short selling with the businesses anyway? They they get on TV and they they down they they talk down a business, try to devalue it. They, the idea that they don't exert influence to try to get the the outcome that they want from an investment perspective yeah, is silly. Yeah. That's happening all the time. Yeah. Um definitely. I mean, I I understand that short selling does provide a counterbalance for runaway positive market market speculation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, but there's just no way that they should be able to short sell more than the existing outstanding 
shares. That's that seems insane to me. I'd like to hear the explanation for that of how or yeah. why that's fine, I guess, to the extent that it happened. Why is that totally cool? I don't know. The pontificating pilot, a big donation. Thank you, sir. We really appreciate oh, that. Thank you. Um, I'm a Bernie. Where's my... Uh, give him the Bernie, the yeah. old burn. Thank you. I am not going to be niggardly. Das Pooch says, big late and big gay. You betcha. You betcha. Uh, Thunderstorm says, is double and triple masking a form of autoerotic asphyxiation? <laughs> yes. I just assume that every man that I see wearing two masks also has a tiny erection. I haven't seen one yet. Have you seen a double or a triple masker? I have not. For sure. Except really? it's usually like one mask and then the face shield. I have seen that, but I haven't seen multiple cloth masks yet. Ugh, did I just say tiny erection? This is <laughs> Francois de la Pironi. Baby's blonde's baby is learning some new words tonight. It's true. I can hear her downstairs making noises that I have never heard her make before. Oh, and it's exciting. making me really sad. Well, yeah, but Why I'm missing sad? like, oh, because I'm missing major developmental milestones I that see. I can grift online and say tiny erection. Yeah. What were you doing? What were you doing during my first words, mom? Talking <laughs> well, about tiny boners on the Internet. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, she's not talking yet, but she's like getting really good at consonant battling. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Miss Malevolent, I sent you guys an email today. Please read. Blonde was right about establish Ben Shapiro. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't read Listen, that. Listen, gang, the heroes are the hedge funds. They provide a extremely valuable service to the market. Did he say that? That's a that's an exaggeration. But people were heavily critical of his uh, pro short sell, pro hedge fund take. Um, I think some of the criticism was a little unfair, but it. I also didn't love the take. So. I'm going to move on so that I don't. <laughs> I saw there's one over on. We're going to get back to it because I saw there's one on Streamlabs uh, under the same theme. Okay, fine. Uh, All minus one says blonde. It's a girl. Fiona Renee. Oh, it's so pretty. By the way, hated we couldn't have you on my show any longer. Would love to have you back on again soon. P.S. Matt is gay, but was good to have him on the show once. Loser. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank okay, you that's, this is Bill. I was like, what? Ah, it's a girl. That's good to hear. Congrats. Congrats to you guys. That's excellent. Congrats. Francis Chartrand says, I thought you waited for Viva and Barnes to, to finish. The timing was perfect. Yes, we planned to be late. That's accurate. Correct. I wish I could say that. No, they're doing a, good, a great show over there. And um, I hope we can cooperate soon. There's been some chatter about that frankly the lack of it happening is 100 percent on me because there's been so many things going on for me to organize but sooner rather than later i hope we can have some kind of organization with them evil zombie toe um hey guys thanks for keeping up with the great shows how long do you think until heals up harris replaces beijing biden and what happens next i don't think he's going to make it out of 2021 what do you what do you think oh, i mean I, he's so I, decrepit that I'd that put- that video of him where he's like he like clearly does not know where he is deer in um, the headlights man yes yeah, yeah. Um, my bet has always been july that he'll be out by july okay sticking to uh, it and then if i'm wrong that- i'm if i'm wrong i'm gonna blame reddit for victimizing me that's what i'm gonna say if I'm <laughs> yeah. Wrong. yeah that theory how long does he have to make it so that kamala could have uh two and a half terms he has to make it until oh, mid yeah that's the idea so if if he had two years in a day i think kamala's term at that point of two years minus a day would not count as a presidential term for the purpose of term limits 
is she's the not going to be elected by popular popular vote. But they they don't, they don't care about that anymore. Let's mm. do two more right now. Uh, Liz Towell holding out on a vaccine to stave off moronic lethal thought viruses, awaiting good news about my nephew and his wife, who's in labor. Nice. Wow. A lot I'll of good. Send- Good vibes through the internet. Good news on the baby front. That's that's really Aww. exciting to hear. And congrats to one and all. And the thing I like about that is not just that um, you know that your families are growing and that's exciting, but I like that people are continuing to live their lives in such insane times. I, I don't yeah. like the thinking of, well, it's too crazy to bring a child into this world now, or it's too dangerous, or the world's going to suck in X amount of years, so why bother? Even if times are tough, family gets you through tough times. So I'm really I'm really glad to see people. Uh, making that decision and congrats to you guys yeah and having a baby super fun too we, shouldn't mm. we have some fun um last one for right now i bought pn says i was worried about you that you guys got wiki wiki defensively susan here's a contribution <laughs> for a better brand of duct tape hopefully yeah. the show will look better next week and sound the same i'm i'm bummed <laughs> because we had it all sorted out so i was really excited for kind of like a a step up show tonight and then it ended up being like shittier <laughs> but no, I, think, it's okay. I think everything's come together now and for pe- most people who watch the show afterward you're not going to notice much of a difference at all but if you're one of the people who loves to watch live and you love to hear the intro right on time i apologize again for uh being late uh we'll circle back we'll circle back <laughs> actually do i have i think i made a sounder of yeah i did this just for you i made a sounder of that um i'll have to just circle back with you that's for the rest of you guys uh, okay, just a few more over on uh, Streamlabs. Cameron says, so nationalist Ted Cruz agrees with socialist AOC on this subject. What shall we call this new ideology? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, also, Matt, if you still defend Ben Shapiro after listening to his horrible take on game stonks, then what will it take for you to stop listening to him? Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't like the take. But here's and, and I, frankly, I'm not interested in defending the take, but for the fact that I you know, people are people are free to say what they want and reason it out how they want. I don't I don't like that particular uh, line of reasoning, but I also don't have purity tests for people I listen to. And I don't I'm not worshiping at the altar of uh, Ben Shapiro. You know, I just uh, I enjoy his compilation of the news and I listen to other people, too. So, I'm you know, I'm not done. I'm not done because I'm an you know, I'm an abused I'm an abused wife. I know. I mean, everybody's like, you can't blame the victim. I can. (laughs) Your husband has beat you so much. At a certain point, it becomes your fault. Yeah, but doesn't recognizing the abuse count for something? No, it doesn't. You need to take the kids. You need to get to a women's shelter. (laughs) Get out of there. I. The funniest thing is, I 100% predicted it, and I again, I say this with appreciation for Ben Shell, but. I told my wife that day, I'm like, I'm going to listen to Ben in the car and I 100% guarantee it's going to be, okay, gang, it's time to defend the hedge funds. All right. (laughs) That's exactly what it turned out to be. And uh, I still listened and I still appreciate his take, but you know, it it was totally predictable. Not that I'm not, you can predict things that I'll say for sure, but it it just, it was, it was fun to be 100% correct. Dan DeMann says, hey, guys, got into an argument with my mom the other day over me not wearing a mask. She believes that the lack of flu cases is because everyone is wearing a mask. Can't wait to get my RV and be completely mobile so I can avoid most of the crazies. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan, man. So not enough people are masking to stop coronavirus, but exactly enough are masking to stop the flu. Sounds like the reasoning. 
I get it. Coronavirus is apparently more contagious than the flu. So I guess that's theoretically possible. But uh, come on. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with people who take that theory ser- seriously. Yeah. Crypto Crook says, um, Matt, Robinhood actually behaved even worse than you described in your video. Not only turned off buys and allowed sells only, they forcefully closed uh, GameStop positions. That is, they sold shares on behalf of clients. I hope they'll be fucked for that. I now I saw some of that, but I all I saw was like screenshots or Twitter claims. Is that actually confirmed? Do we know uh-huh. that happened to people? Because, yeah, if, if you're forcibly selling people's property, that there's a word for that. It's called theft. Yeah, and so that's illegal, yeah. whether it's stock or cars or cash. I guess you can't really sell cash, but you get what I'm saying. It's not your property to take. Crypto Crook also says this. Uh, this is a weekly shout out to the Beauty and the Beta Telegram channel. We have memes, black pills, cool stories. We even uh, have a girl who's looking for a based man. Oh, <laughs> really? I will need there. ages and a BMI. Sounds good. I'm trying out Telegram. When I'm ready to jump into Telegram, I'll make a formal announcement. I still 50, excuse me, 50% get it. Phil says, uh, nothing spicy, just shekels. Nice background, Matt. That's it. That's the chat. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, It was fun to, there's been a lot of work put into this. So I hope in the end it comes out as something looking prettier than before. John says, I was going to leave a witty message with this donation. Sadly, I'll have to circle back on that because I want to sound completely ill-prepared for your show. Okay. Do you think uh, after Circle Back becoming a meme, she will change that tune? I hope she just embraces it. I hope she does an entire press conference and just says, uh, listen, have to uh, circle back on that. I'm sorry. Just just play this button over and over again. Just hit the, hit the um, play. I'll have to just circle back with you. Christopher Pack says, uh, don't these hedge fund professionals know that all investments are a risk and you should never invest more than you are willing to lose? Yeah. Great wisdom. I don't. Yeah. I understand that we'd like our stock market to be safer than going to Vegas, but they both follow the same rule. You budget what you are prepared to lose because you bear the risk of losing it. And if you do lose it because of market for because of the forces of the game, or in this case, market forces. Yeah, sorry, but that's that's the arrangement to which you agreed. So it'll be funny if they it will be funny to see if if by bringing the police like what's her face, the SEC commissioner, ex SEC commissioner says, well, it's just like the Capitol Police in D.C. with the uh, alleged insurrection. We got to get them in here to uh, be the cops on the beat. Well, what are the cops on the beat in this case going to do? Ensure that the bets that you make come out the right way? Yeah. Are they fixers? Is that what the cops are going to do? We're going to have Wall Street fixers. Uh, that's a police duty now. I don't know. OK, let's um, let's hop into some more news. Circle back to the news. Um. Uh, Speaking of last, we left the news, at least on this effort to maximize threats and accumulate power and exercise that power over you and control your life. Well, there's now talk that the fencing that's been around the Capitol since January 6th may be permanent. I guess it turns out that fences and guns work great to protect things that they want to protect. It's only if you have something to protect that fences or walls and guns are bad. Totally illegitimate. Um, But, you know, we'll see if this happens. It's no guarantee. But just something to remember. The the place is not theirs to protect. That is the people's property. They don't get to gate us out of our own property. I thought the whole, I guess, the whole premise of why the the Capitol raid was so bad is this is the people's house. This is the seat of democracy. Okay. If we revere that place as as a a place of... um, 
quasi holy value like that, why are we why are we blocking it off to the access of normal people then? Or at least making it significantly more difficult. Ah, the us versus them mentality deepens. Hmm. Well, they are definitely going to go down this route. Nancy Pelosi is calling for surprise, surprise, ever more of your money this time for capital security. She says lawmakers need protection from threats of violence coming from the enemy who include not just um, the Capitol Raiders, but the threat of the enemy within, meaning members of Congress. I do believe, and I have said this all along, that we will probably need a supplemental uh, for uh, more security for members when the enemy is within the House of Representatives, uh, a, a threat that members are concerned about in addition to what is happening outside. What exactly did you mean when you said the, that the enemy is within? What exactly did, did you mean It means that, that we have members of Congress who want to bring guns on the floor and have threatened uh, violence on other members of Congress. What? Of course, if you have guns, that's a problem. If people Nancy yeah. doesn't like, that's a problem. So she needs to take more of your money so that she can be protected by people with guns. Uh, Pelosi did not name any specific members when pressed and a spokesperson provided no example of these enemies within when asked. But it is inferred that Pelosi was referencing freshman Georgia rep Marjorie Taylor Greene. After this CNN report uh, was published this week. Um, oh, actually, I don't have the original report in front of me. This is the David Hogg clip. But as far as the original report uh, CNN put out, uh, uh, the, CNN did a scrub of her social media dating back to 2018. And Green, according to CNN's headline, was, uh, or CNN's headline read that Green had, quote, indicated support for executing prominent Democrat politicians, including Nancy Pelosi. Let me grab the um, article here. And it, the the structure of the article is kind of weird because when I first read it, I thought, man, they're really, really reaching here because the first yeah. thing they describe is like, oh, man, in 2019, someone on Facebook wrote a comment that a bullet to the head would be quicker to remove Nancy Pelosi and Marjorie Green liked it. <laughs> uh, we're talking about liking Come posts on. now. Jeez. Okay. By that logic, uh, everybody who's liked the, liked the stream from, I don't know, five or five or so weeks ago endorsed your uh, satirical or comedic proposal, Susan, of uh, Nancy's head on a pike. I said nothing of the sort. <laughs> then someone responded to her and said, how do we now do we get to hang them? Meaning H and L referring to Hillary and Obama. And she said the stage is being set. Uh, players are being put in place. We must be patient again. That's that's inference. That's not direct statement. So I thought this was dumb and I scrolled down and it got closer. Okay. Because uh, Marjorie Taylor green who filed impeachment articles against Joe Biden just the other week, but she was running a petition to try to get Nancy Pelosi removed from office. And the premise was that Nancy Pelosi is a treasonous traitor because of her uh, sanctuary city policies. So Marjorie Green put up a, a speech, a video of a speech in which she said uh, she, Nancy, is a traitor to our country. She's guilty of treason. And um, that's a crime that is punishable by death. That's what treason is. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason. So that's a more direct statement. But still, it's it's with reference to a crime. Um, and it, and that's a statement of fact. Uh, even that is. When was the last time we executed somebody for treason? There, there's no appetite for that anymore. I mean, 
there is from me. <laughs> but uh, are are we? Do we even have the balls to execute somebody that clearly has committed treason? I don't think so because nobody has any allegiance to this country anymore. Nobody. And whether Nancy likes it or not, it's not a statement of. It doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, take your own interpretation of uh, Marjorie's statement here. But the statement that that death is the punishment for treason doesn't have to be taken as a statement of advocacy. It could be taken as a state statement of fact per the federal law that Nancy Pelosi herself oversees U S code section 2381. Whoever is guilty of treason shall, shall suffer death or shall be imprisoned not less than five years and fine no less than $10,000. Treason is the only constitutionally defined crime aiding and abetting enemies or declaring war on the United States is the idea. Um, and for this, there's a big push that the, for Marjorie Taylor Greene to resign. That's not going to go anywhere, but they're going to make some noise about it. <laughs> that sent them digging for every little thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene that they can get. So this video of her questioning David Hogg near the Capitol building has resurfaced. Originally, I thought this this video was new. It's not. It's from March 2019. This was when David Hogg was making the rounds, meeting with lawmakers and trying to get gun control passed as part of his March for Our Lives uh, advocacy. You said 20 David, why are you supporting... Yeah, so this is oh. almost two years ago. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, walking down the street following David Hogg, asking him questions. ...the red flag laws. If there had been... If Scott Peterson, the resource officer at Parkland, had done his job, then Nicholas Cruz wouldn't have killed anybody in your high school, or at least protected them. And why are you using kids to get to, as a barrier? Do you not know how to defend your stance? Look, I'm an American citizen. I'm a gun owner. I have a concealed carry permit. I carry a gun with for, for protection for myself. And you are using your lobby and the money behind it and the kids to try to take away my Second Amendment rights. You don't have anything to say for yourself? They're calling that I have no issue with that. How is that harassment? He harasses people on the street all the time. He does these die-ins at grocery stores where they just go lay down on other people's property and obstruct. So I'm not a fan of this confronting people on the street sort of thing in general, but I'm not going to listen to people like David Hogg or other leftist fans of confrontation in general who harass people at restaurants and make them leave or any of that stuff that suddenly Marjorie Taylor green walking around DC and asking David hog questions is harassment and a point of yeah. clarification. You might not like a, co- a sitting member of Congress going after a private citizen, but that's not what this was. This was before she was elected to Congress. She was just a private citizen. And so is David hog and David hogs walking around doing gun control advocacy. And she's like, Hey, I know that guy. Can I ask you some questions about it? I don't like following people around. I don't want to be followed around. I get it. That said, why don't you guys stop? If what Marjorie Taylor Greene did is awful, then why don't you stop doing it? Yeah. Uh, did you see the downvotes and comments on that? It was oh, on her channel. She got wrecked. Wrecked. Totally destroyed. And you're, you're doing this to a Parkland survivor. It's like, I know that something tragic happened to this kid. Uh, but that doesn't make him any less of a dude. I'm surprised you're even willing to admit that David Hogg was not anywhere near the immediate vicinity of the shooting itself. That's right. I forgot about that. He went home to get his camera. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's, 
it's it's even if you're in the same city, it's a traumatic event. Okay, I'm not minimizing that, but it's not like David Hogg was hiding under bodies. David yeah. Hogg, I remember there was a, a, a shooting in um, a rare shooting in my parents' hometown, a murder. And I was talking to my dad at the time, like you're you're a you're a uh, attempted murder survivor, just like David Hogg is a mass shooting survivor, because you're within like you know general proximity to the area in which this yeah. happened. You know, I I don't I don't mean that to minimize what happened in Parkland. I don't mean that to minimize even the experience of David Hogg because it's a it's an institution to which you belong. There probably people you know are involved. What I'm saying is his involvement is maximized for political effect in the same way he puts children up as she's getting at uh, for political effect. And in the same way that he has to pretend that any opposition to him is being mean to kids or it's some form of threat of violence. And that's exactly where David Hogg went on this, much like Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Oh, someone saying things that I don't like or being critical to me. Nancy Pelosi maybe has a plausible claim on the treason and execution stuff. No, come on. It's better than David Hogg's claim. I mean, David Hogg was basically saying she she was she's going to shoot me on the street. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Here's his. This is David Hogg presently responding to the clip from back then. Hogg is co-founder of March for Our Lives. The group which pushes for gun control legislation has a new message for Representative Greene resign. David, what was your reaction both when that happened and watching it now with all of this additional context? You know, I think my first reaction when I saw it happen was how do I make sure that my my friends and my staff that are with me are safe, uh, considering that, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene was talking about how she had a concealed weapon and was basically stalking us through the halls of Congress for, you know, the 15 or 10 minutes preceding that video actually being taken. Um, and that's really what I was concerned about. That's why I wasn't responding was because I was trying to de-escalate the situation so that we were all safe and able to walk away. It was never escalated. Like, when yeah. were you ever not able to walk away safely? Dude, you're, you're so threatened by a small woman <laughs> that you feel like that's talking to you, that you feel like you need to keep yourself safe and de-escalate the situation. What a bitch. Yeah, but she said oh she was God. carrying a gun. She said explicitly, I went back and listened, I carry a gun with me for protection. That's what yeah. she said. That is not a threat. Thousands... How can I protect myself? Uh, carry a gun. Yeah. At no Do point. CrossFit. Stop eating soy. Stop taking pics in the ass. Although, All what those do you things think? will help. To be fair to David Hogg, I can't believe I'm even saying this. Why would I ever be fair to this kid who's not fair in any way, shape, or form? I got to say, though, the beard is better than I would have predicted if you told me David Hogg was going to grow a beard. Nope. It looks like he uh, glue-sticked pubes to his face. <laughs> At least I can't I'm see not, his shiny, oily face, though. I'm not in a position to criticize, I suppose. But I did appreciate that bearded David Hogg is showing up to pimp Muslim girls for gun control. This is apex masculinity. For David Hogg, he will never, he will never climb higher than this. All right, uh, lots of weird topics tonight. Let's talk about a little bit of um, a little bit of Corona updates. Tell me about these anal swabs. <laughs> Just getting right to the lead. Last yeah. week it was uh, double and triple masking. Obvious signs that they're just fucking with us at this point. But in case you aren't convinced, that's what they're doing. Well, get ready for what's coming next. Headline Washington Post. China China rolls out anal swab coronavirus test, saying it's more accurate than the throat method. That's right. According to Chinese doctors, the science, TM, of course, says tests from the lower digestive tract, a.k.a. anal swabbing, those show positivity longer after infection 
than those in the throat or nasal activity. So if you got sick and recovered, they could still detect it from your butt for a little bit longer. So that's uh, better from a public health perspective. No, this and is not you, better for anyone. But no, nope. If Mm-mm. you think it's getting, if you think uh, they're going to let you off easy, like they're just going to play around the edges, so to speak. Uh, they're not. They actually have to penetrate at least an inch into your butt with the Q-tip. I forget exactly where that is in here, but uh, yeah, they uh, they have to get an inch. They have to get an inch in there. Let me find the exact language. Uh, as far as how the test is conducted, the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention published instructions last March. It says that a stool sample should be taken from patients, and if that is not possible. Do an anal swab by inserting a cotton tip stick three to five centimeters, one to two inches into the rectum. I mean, a, a cotton swab, a Q-tip is what, like three inches long? Four? That's like the whole thing. You better be careful to get lost in there. Anyway, uh, it, this is where we're heading. Uh, there, the People, if you, if you haven't grown tired of metaphorically bending over for them and taking it in the butt, get ready to do it literally, and half the country will probably gleefully uh, put on their triple mask and bend over and spread them. I guess you don't have to spread them wide for the Q-tip, but maybe that gigantic uh, Andrew Cuomo nasal Q-tip that Chris Cuomo brought on CNN, maybe they'll be shoving that oh, one up God. your butt really soon. What is happening? Speaking of the Cuomos, though, turns out Andrew Cuomo's a very prolific grandma murderer, as we all knew, but it was actually underreported what we knew before, according to the Attorney General. Uh, yeah, this is... This is pretty bad. Okay, so um, the Attorney General, Letitia James. Is that how you say her name? I assume. Oh, it's yeah, L-E-T-I-T-I-A. Letitia is clearly. (laughs) Why would you name somebody something that has tit? That is definitely Letitia. Let's Letitia James. Yes. Released a report on Thursday detailing the investigations her office has conducted into nursing home policy and actions during the pandemic. Um, I'm actually surprised they even investigated this, but the report shows that nursing home deaths in New York were likely undercounted by up to 50%. They were doing this by um, when somebody was clearly going to die, they would send them to the hospital and then it would be a hospital death, not a nursing home death. So they were doing this on purpose. Um, this investigation has been ongoing since March, uh, and it was begun due to allegations of patient neglect and other concerning conduct. So just a rundown of what they found. The basics of the report are many more nursing home residents died from COVID than the official number state, so 50% more. Uh, many homes didn't follow the guidance to keep the contagion at bay. The residents of homes were not well-staffed, um, and they suffered more from that. There was a lack of PPE among staff and residents. Uh, which increased the contagion and a lack of testing in these facilities meant that the extent of the contagion was unknown for far too long. And they probably did that intentionally as well. So this Hmm. just kind of tells us what we already, already knew. Like the only people susceptible to this shit. Hero governor of the country. They were talking about making him attorney general for a little while longer. Then they Mm -hmm. picked Merrick Garland, peace and blessings be upon him. The, most wronged man man in America, Merrick Garland. But imagine if we had AG Andrew Cuomo right now. We're not far off from that. Yeah. Well, he will still be worshipped. And you know who else will be worshipped is Gavin Newsom, despite the fact that his state is also getting ravaged uh, by coronavirus and has been despite all the silly stay-at-home orders and weird local orders about banning outdoor dining and all, all that stuff. 
Um, but abruptly, we talked last week about how all these uh, lockdown happy cities and states were just abruptly revoking their restrictions at a very convenient political time. Now that their guy is in the presidential office, they don't care about coronavirus lockdowns anymore. It looks like Gavin Newsom might be doing a flavor of that. Of course, he's facing a somewhat serious recall effort, too. Yeah, it'd be amazing to see him recalled. I don't know how likely that is to happen, but he has some political opportunity and some political pressure right now. So the stay at home order is done in California as of this week. Curiously, the ICU availability, ICU beds are less available in California now than they were when he issued the order. So it's hard to hard to see what scientific basis this was uh, made around. But he claims it's it's projected ICU usage into the future. Whatever. What I'm getting at mostly is that L.A. is going to continue to go insane. So L.A. has actually <laughs> scaled back too. remember L.A. banned outdoor dining. Right. So what they did was they first they banned indoor dining. So all of these uh, mom and pop shop restaurants retrofitted their their facilities to be able to serve food and drinks outside. They basically built outdoor bars or outdoor restaurants. And then the state came in in a little after Thanksgiving and said, no, that's banned too. Sorry about the tens of thousands of dollars you spent building a new restaurant outside. Go home. Wait a few months. Well, now the few months have expired. Fast forward into basically February now. And you can eat out outside, not inside, but outside again in L.A. Yippee. But, but I love this. You can't watch TV. So if you were one of those bar owners, I know that one woman who went went viral. Was it Sherman Oaks or she was the one who was crying because they built up the movie theater tents right, next to, her, right yeah. next to her. She had basically built an outdoor dining facility. I remember seeing pictures of it. TVs everywhere to watch the game. It, it was tent. It was a big tent over it. So it was, you know, it was a makeshift bar and restaurant outside with TVs. Well, now your TV investment is also also down the drain. And why? Why can't you watch TV outside at a bar or restaurant in L.A.? Well, according to L.A. County Health Officer Dr. Moontu Davis, it's not uncommon for people to be yelling, shouting, and screaming during the excitement of a game. And of course, we have the Super Bowl <laughs> coming up on Sunday. Because of the transmissibility? Is that? I don't even understand what the angle is here. You, you can't shout. It makes more sense to ban shouting, doesn't it? If you're worried about shouting. <laughs> That's next. Well, I don't understand. Can I, can I go there and drink a beer and go, damn, that was a good beer. I really liked it. Is that? I can't, but I'm I can't watch the that. football game. Speaking of which, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, we'll go live after. I haven't even cleared it with you. <laughs> I assume it's okay, but next weekend is the Super Bowl. So it's probably advisable to go live after, which would be like an, an hour late. I'll do it for the dip, but that's it. All right. Not we'll, because of the reverence for sports ball. Well, it's also just like an American cultural event. Don't get me wrong. I'm not thrilled with the NFL, but I, I want people who want to see both to be able to do it. And also we're going to have some people over. And we're going to have a little community get together. A Super Bowl. I'm going to call it the Super Bowl Super Spreader. I'm going to call the police. Yeah, please do. Tell me about uh, Biden's vaccine plan. Because, of course, this was the guy with the plan. He was going to save us all from coronavirus. Give him the office and he'll organize Trump's mess. Yeah, until yeah. He did. So it, it seems that they've misplaced about 20 million doses of the vaccine uh, that the federal government bought and distributed to the states but have not been recorded. If you remember correctly, um, several of the distributors of the vaccine, they have to be kept at incredibly specific temperatures and yeah. conditions. 
Um, and I'm sure at some point they expire. So it's not great. I mean, they're, they're handing it off to the states. They're like, well, states aren't reporting correctly, blah, 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 blah. Um, so only a small percentage of those unaccounted for doses, roughly 2 million, um, is due to lags in data reporting. So you would think that like 20 million are missing. So it just must be that they've been administered and they haven't recorded it yet. Oh, no. Um, that's 2 million. So 18 million are just sitting in warehouses and in freezers and uh, in distribution pipelines and everything like that. And so do they know where they are or they're just missing? They just know like where in the individual states they were initially delivered to. Oh. But then I'm sure those people distribute it to other people who distribute it to hospitals, who distribute it to. Right. So right. in fairness, they could have been administered or they could be rotting in a warehouse. We just don't know. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that I want people to find these places and unplug their freezers, <laughs> but it is possible that we could um, eradicate 18 million doses of the vaccine. That's what I'm just saying. We could. That's very, uh, that's phrased in a very Marjorie Taylor Greene way. I, I understood. <laughs> uh, no, don't do that. Don't kill grandma, guys. So they're searching for new ways to boost production of a vaccine stockpile that they've discovered also that is mostly empty. So this whole plan that Biden had, like there's no stockpile. People aren't getting vaccines that actually want them for inexplicable reasons. And Biden's team doesn't really have any kind of plan. And he's like, I have a plan. Just wait for my 12 point plan. If you like me, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Don't you remember back in October, this is October 15th. We're eight months into the pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus <laughs> under control. I do. Oh, yeah. Until now when there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the virus. Yeah. And also I lost 20 million, <laughs> 20 million some odd. Whoops. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? I got the I've got to the end of the stream now where I can't find words. Dosages, 20, dos dosages of the effect. vaccine. That's what I'm looking for. Well, as always, what would solve this problem is more federal power and yes. taking away state power because they clearly can't uh, properly delineate on a local level. I mean, yeah. federal government's always better at that, right? Especially with Joe running uh, it. And then that um, after, all, you know, just millions and millions of people being forcibly vaccinated with an untested RNA vaccine. So that's clearly the solution here. Mandatory forcible vaccines, more federal power. I just hope that the Biden administration pulls through. You know. We'll probably get to watch it play out in real time. All right. I got a weird hoax hate before we okay. get out of here. I don't know if it even deserves the sounder. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. <laughs> ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Maybe it's the first one of Biden's America. Maybe that's what we're looking at. The time has come. I'm really on the fence about this one, so I'll be curious for your input. In Putnam County, West Virginia, Trump supporters say they have been targeted with threatening letters calling them terrorists, Nazis, and more. Yeah, first it starts out with, dear terrorist and This letter, typed in red ink, causing quite a stir in Putnam County. Cowards. They are cowards. Many Putnam County residents like her. This is written oh, as a geez. threat. Maybe. And the Owens. Yeah. You know, I think somebody writes a letter like this is kind of sick. 
all reported the letter oh, to the sheriff. They believe they were targeted from their Trump flags and signs in front of their homes. The letter calls them enemies of the United States for not taking down their Trump stuff after the Capitol was stormed on January 6. The letter throws around words like Nazi, treasonous, and anti-American. It's, it's the threatening a hate more than anything. The letters were mailed. So whoever did this must have driven around and wrote down each individual address. The return address is fake. And whoever mailed these letters could be charged with at least harassment. Okay, um, I don't want to be that person that thinks that uh, every crime against a synagogue is fake, but every crime against a Trump supporter is real. Yeah. But this does have some markers of a real hate crime. Okay. Got some typed letters. Okay. There's a logistical support. Like they drove around. That's how they knew. They drove around. It was several people. So there's some continuity. Um, and then the the language of the letter also seems like. <laughs> I, I do have a selection from the letter in case you're curious. Uh, yeah, yeah. It reads in part, dear terrorist, we reality based members of the citizenry here, hereby find as follows. On January 6th, enemies of the United States attacked and sought to destroy the institutions of this nation of this nation and to murder representatives on behalf of Trump. Meaning congressmen. You continue to display the treasonous paraphernalia bearing the name of said criminal insurrectionist. Therefore, it can only be determined that you support the actions that were undertaken. Ergo, very mm. sophisticated. You are hereby deemed an enemy. In other words, you better take down your Nazi Trump stuff immediately and you get out. That's what you do. Get the hell out of here. I don't know. Not- this seems real to me. Um, I don't think those old people wearing masks really wanted the, to tango. I, I don't. Why would they do it? Is there a GoFundMe? I haven't seen one. I uh, I wasn't able to find one at least. Potentially, I was uh, I was on the fence about this. The, I have points for legit and points for not. Ergo is all you need in the points for legit. That's such like <laughs> leftist art smelling dialect. Yeah, like some professor wrote it or something like that. Ergo, yeah, douche. <laughs> It's it's so funny because it's a wildly illogical letter in terms of its reasoning, but it still uses language like that that tries to guide you through its uh, horribly faulty. Reality based also yeah. should go in the real column. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so some points for legit, like you mentioned, it's not just that there were some. Um, there were 20, 20 plus people oh, who really? received this. So yeah. they'd all have to be in on it. Yeah. We've had some like this before where I think a group could be in on it, but 20 is kind of a lot. There'd be a, a lot of coordination. Uh, and th- those who are who receive the letter are all working with the sheriff. If you watch the video news piece, the sheriff talks a lot, but I cut it out for time. There's no hiding from law enforcement or anything like that here. Now, some points for maybe fake. Um, it's definitely not uncommon to support Trump in West Virginia. I did a quick glance before the show. I, I think West Virginia might be the most Trump supporting state on a percentage basis. They voted 70, 30, almost like 68, 32 for Trump. So I can't, you live in West Virginia, but you're really mad about a, a Trump sign. Like you live in the wrong state. Yeah. Maybe though, maybe crazies are everywhere. And then, as you mentioned, if this is a hoax, like, I don't know. I, like, are these, these people have to be basically retirees. Are they sitting around 
doing hoaxery. That just seems no 20 people. You can't coordinate with that many people to do something like, no, mm, this is real. I don't know uh, if I find out more, I will update. Cause I thought this one was interesting, but uh, we will have to leave it there and we are due for, well, that's a show. Actually, that's all, that's all I got, but we're, we're due for a break. And actually I have to be horribly unprofessional and say, I am due for a pee break. I got to, I got to take one. If you can bail me out for a second. Yeah, sure. All right. I'll come right back. All right. Uh, I got one from Rand T celebrating 23 years of marriage tonight. Kids bought us dinner and now we're watching your show. Your friend in Ottawa. Congratulations. 23 years of marriage. I bet you have heard all the same stories so many times, but it is the mark of a good spouse to act like you have never heard that effing story before. So you guys are making it work. Good job. Son of the wolf. Matt, love the new set. Looks great. I'll pass on the message. And I need investment advice. I have AMC, but need more meme investments. Stocks go burr. Uh, You might want to email Matt, but I will try to make a mental note to tell him about um, your set approval. Uh, Mac Grendel says, Viva Barnes ran long, so your slightly late show worked out. Ayo, we did that on purpose, totally. Citizen Kubrick, figured it was time I read 1984 as a few weeks, as of a few weeks ago, considering, consider this quote regarding Corona. Social tyranny, if you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. Yes, for those of you that have not read 1984, it's an excellent read. Um, Long Dong John says the only thing missing in that sweet new set is that picture of Eric Char Mella. Are we on still? Okay, it's good. We're fine. It's good. Uh, you got set approval from somebody. Oh, cool. Glad to hear. Thank you. Mark M. I, for one, am glad I already got my beauty in the beta hat. Yes, they will be no more <laughs> soon. That's a vintage piece you have right there. Actually, um, the um, the merchandise store, the old one, is still up. And one really? of the things I'm working on is an updated one, but that's I had to wait on that because the vendor that handles that had to review the show art. Even though for years we've had T-shirts available of the show art, I made a new store that I could integrate with like some of my own channel stuff. And so I uploaded the, the podcast art, and they're like, we need, we need to review this. This looks this looks potentially hateful or uh, incriminating or violent. So I don't know. It'd be interesting if they come back and say the shirt that we've been selling for years is now Nazi propaganda or something. But I'm waiting on them. I did see somebody online selling a picture of me that says uh, kill them all defensively where I'm like, (laughs) I was like, wow, I kind of want to buy that. But there's got to be some rule on on wearing a shirt with a picture of yourself on it. It's it's got to be like wearing the band shirt to the concert. You can't, yeah. you can't do it. Yeah, I don't own any of our merch. At um, all. I d- uh, I have like that mug down there was the original channel artwork of my Call of Duty channel that this used to be. Oh. So that's kind of, but that's kind of a vintage piece. And then the MC back there is yeah. my own branding, I guess too. But I, I wouldn't. I probably I, could wear the G's shirt, and it wouldn't be totally self-promoting. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't wear a shirt with my own face on it or my, I wouldn't, I don't know. That'd just be weird. I wear my Phoenix, Phoenix ammo merch like all the time. What did you get? Oh, did he send you like a, yeah, he sent me a shirt that has like single double. I don't remember what the last one. Oh, like some gun artwork. Yeah. 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 It's cool. I wear it all the time. Um, Uh, Kevin Barber. 
Go ahead. Well, the, the only other thing I had was their uh, their jersey, their uh, Phoenix ammo like Boogaloo jersey, the Hawaiian print thing. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. But I had to pay for that. No special treatment. <laughs> but it was worthwhile. It's a it's a great range hit. That one, two cans and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then they sent me some stickers that were such deep internet cuts. I actually had to ask you what they yeah. meant. So I think we've talked about it before, but people don't remember. Uh, Phoenix had thin Hawaiian line stickers. So it's an American flag. And in place of the stars, it was an igloo. And then where you'd usually see thin blue line or thin red line for police or firefighters or whatever else, it was a Hawaiian print line. The idea being like, you know, the Boogaloo boys are the thin line between um, civilization and chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Skag, I, they sent me something. I don't know. I have no freaking idea what this I think, means. I think I said, like, weren't those stickers awesome? And then you're like, I, I didn't even get it. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is an igloo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Barber, just a heads up. Watch for the World Health Organization investigation into the start of the pandemic to clear China and implicate or outright accuse the Trump administration. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I heard to be wary of Peter Daszak. Daszak. Hmm. Um, skeptical faith, take a break for blonde and then come back for the after show. Lawyers leaving is very good. Trump now realizes that he wouldn't be impeached. Yeah, maybe, maybe that plays into it too. I suppose that's an angle, um, on why this happened because now that the Senate vote has happened, Trump can know 100%. He's not going to be convicted. Yeah. The only caution I would give him is that I think the Democrats are up to something else that they they'll try to achieve something even absent conviction. But I guess his legal team wouldn't matter in that regard. If yeah. the Democrats have the numbers to try some bullshit, it doesn't matter if he has the best lawyer ever, the best lawyer in the history of the world. They it won't stop the Democrats if that's what they want to do. Buddha 56 um, saw control pew pew on Timcast IRL push me over the edge on a 3D printer. Mm. This time next week, hopefully I'll have my first ghost gun printed to the ATF for, for personal use. Personal use. Clarify. ATF, also, uh, yeah. let me know if it can shoot a 30 caliber magazine clip in under half a second. I would be interested in manufacturing one squarely legal only ATF myself, if, if so. Yep. Um, Laurel says, oh, I skipped one. Blackwing 02. It's pretty generous to call it a trial. In my opinion, it's more of a kangaroo court. A good portion of Congress is just as guilty if we use their definition of incite. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Laurel says $20 and up on Sunday. See how it goes. You make the show financially accessible on Wednesdays with free call in and free reading of emails. Good enough. On Sunday, you got to pay. That's a pretty good idea. I suppose that's a point in our defense. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're you're reducing accessibility. But sometimes that's just the reality. We did it before. We had to raise it from five to ten way back when, you know. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't, we, we don't actually have a time problem on Wednesdays because um, nobody listens to that show. It's a niche market. <laughs> no, it's just a different uh, show i get it it's a different so format. we don't need to raise it on sundays so maybe, maybe that's a that's a good point but 20 dollars i mean that is like that's a lot of money to part with yeah yeah i, I feel like such an asshole even bringing this up to people like i don't want to have a three-hour show because blah blah <laughs> you're giving us too much money well, and i don't want to read all your super chat blah, blah, blah. no that, and i hope it doesn't come off that way i hope what it comes off as is exactly what i said that we want an accessible show that's interactive but we are people too and you know i mean and I, it's not just that it's a long time to be on the stream it's that um it's that i want a show that is is 
uh, a little more structured and content driven than that. You know, I don't want to, uh, the show, the reason we're all here is not to sit down and, and read super chat the whole time. So let's say I don't appreciate them cause I do, but the, the show is something that's driven by content first, you know? Yes. And if you guys remember, we did used to have a show that was actually one hour long. The original. We did. Yeah. That's how the we original started. Show. It was even in our intro, your favorite hour of listening material. Exactly. We have to change that. And then it became your favorite couple hours. Now it's going to be your favorite mm-hmm. day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. when I get criticisms about the podcast, it is invariably nobody wants to listen to a three hour show. Your show is too long. And there's one awesome ass bitch in the comments. I don't know if you see her every week. She puts the timestamps in yeah. there every single week. We appreciate week. that. And hell yeah. Three yeah, hours. She's doing God's work. There. Three hours is the top end of what I would want to produce. Uh, it just, you know, I did, beyond oh, that, a three hour show is just too, it's too long. Like if I see three hours on somebody else's podcast, I'm like, Nope. Yeah, and the, the expectation isn't that's why. Well, I guess that's the, my thinking on that is that's why you want to put it in a predictable structure. So, you know, that say the last X amount of time is a super chat thing and you can dip if you uh-huh. want. I don't, I, what I don't want is people scrubbing through trying to find the material they're looking for, not knowing if it's super chat or, or content. Yeah. I also, to be fair, I do not want to put a dent in our income because I really feel like the super chat thing, like we're going to ride it until the wheels come off, but it is so shocking that we are still allowed to collect. You know, I can't collect super chats on my own channel. Well, that's the thing too, is like, I I wonder if it's not broken, why fix it? Because they're going to break it for you very soon. You know, yeah. and, and to be clear, guys, we're going to be fine no matter what. Okay. Like we're not idiots. I've, I've seen the Susan ax dangling above our, uh, above our heads for months or years. We got it figured out. I just, um, I'm trying to balance all the issues here in a way that's in a way that's fair to everybody. So, yep. and then when I come out with my Owen Benjamin, Andrew Anglin, one, two punch <laughs> on my channel, uh, you, I'm going to be radioactive to you. Yeah, we'll so. see. I'll be, uh, I'll have to become Ben Shapiro's sidekick or something. I'm mostly joking about that. I am having Owen on, uh, hmm. but, but Andrew is, it's, it's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. <laughs> I don't One can only hope, you know? Well, he's no, so I, elusive. It's like, how do you yeah. even get a hold of Andrew Wrangland? Like, no, and I get it. I also, I get the point too. Seriously speaking, as you were mentioning, that was the early stages of the creeping internet censorship that we see now. And it's very comforting to say like, Oh yeah, it's just that crazy Nazi man. Who cares? Well, all of a sudden we're all that crazy Nazi man. Yeah, exactly. And he said that like in the beginning, he's like, I know you all think I'm insane, but I am the canary in the coal mine. And there was nobody there, nobody around him to be like, uh, what about Andrew Anglin? Because he just became too hot, uh, of an of an commodity yeah, sure. for anybody to touch and like i feel for him in that way because that's what's going to happen to all of us and there are definitely people that like will not come near me uh in the same way um so i think he's brave and i think he's smart and i think he's funny and i think that we should have given him more credence in the beginning um, you're just begging for him to start his own show on youtube at this point it sounds like- i mean he it's what what, what can he even do I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I know the story of him being chased off the internet, but I don't know much more about him than that. It says on the Daily Stormer, the most censored publication in history. And I think they're right. They got like DDoSed and they got, they got just like wiped off the internet. Hmm. They're not in any search results. It's like, 
uh, I don't know. Um, Eric Nervik, I'm thinking it's time conservatives to start making friends with illegal immigrants. As cancel culture ramps up, we will need friends who know how to get documents, move money below the grid. Hmm. Mm. I could do that. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly blonde is in Antifa and uh, helping people hop the border. This hey, is we're going to need, we're going to need a special set of skills. Yeah to employ and and the documents thing like that's going to be difficult uh around mandatory vaccine time so maybe i could get some illegal mexicans to help me forge some vaccination paperwork you guys are good Ooh. at evading the feds and you know your tacos are pretty good too all right come on over we'll figure you're it out you're catholic you have big yeah. families um i like your women's big shapely butts <laughs> paul lawrence detling um my hot wife said, I want to listen to Matt and Blonde. And at that very moment, the stream started. Lauren, you're magical. Wow. <laughs> ah, yeah, that, she's a keeper then. She was yeah, speaking totally. to me telepathically as I was panicking, trying to set up the show going. What? He was really freaking out. I, I just kept being like, it's it's OK. And you're like, it's not OK. <laughs> For me, freaking out, too. I distinctly remember saying it takes a lot to get me really rattled, but I am rattled right now. <laughs> like I will just stay rattled. I am <laughs> This is me rattled. I am rattled <laughs> at this moment. Uh, and then your wife knocked at the door. You're like, I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to apologize for that. But we were setting up and she did knock. Get the hell oh, out of here. Down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thoughts and blogs. Uh, read Super Chats after each segment. More interactive and relevant. Only read the first 10 per segment. Keeps the same number per show, but mm. still encourages participation. That is also a good idea that's possible 10 is kind of a hard amount to count is the only thing that's a lot to keep track of as you're doing this but i can do it I, the thinking i'm going to start jotting this down as you go so i don't forget these later the thinking is there the concepts are coming together i like it thoughts and blogs it's fair um boogeyman 917 i like the idea of a hard stop time on super chats things i think that that's my favorite idea thus far like no matter what we're not going to go past 8 30 i think that that that's a good that's a good uh time well 8 30 pacific so two and a half hours yeah mm -hmm. yeah 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 i could get with that grim turd says how to end racism stop talking about it how to end sarah fuller's career stop talking about her i know <laughs> We should stop talking about her because you know what makes me the most. If you're gonna like lower the quality of your male sports team for a woman, shouldn't she be hot? Shouldn't it be like, oh, this hot chick that we put on our team because you know we can all ogle her? But she's like this fridge-looking dyke. Um, come on, I thought you were. I've, gonna I've like seen, that. I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen worse. Sarah Fuller's not that bad. No, I mean she's not like a totally dog-faced, but in terms of destroying your credibility as a male sports team. For a non-tranny, oh, I think you probably should have stepped it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. For Vanderbilt. But they fired their coach and they didn't win a game. Mm. So they got they got their due. Daniel Bennington, as Brendan Herrera says, what's up, you sexy YouTube mother lovers? 2021 keeps getting weirder, but luckily we have a female treasury secretary. Yes, we do. Thank God. Thanks, as always, for the Sandy Safe Space. And God bless. God bless you, too, Daniel Bennington. Slammin' Brandon says, hey, Matt. Hey, Blonde. Long time since I've donated, but I'm still here. And support. By the way, my past name was Bukaki Tsunami. <laughs> Hopefully, Blonde read this because she always hated saying it. Uh, we had yes. multiple people of names of that theme. Is that what you're telling me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys are gross. Um, Agorizer says, getting in while a 10 spot still cuts it. 
De Leon works extra hard to avoid saying Republic, even if it causes 30 face palms per second. That was really hard to watch and listen to. Hmm. Mr. Gould Ember, I would like to remind everyone that Biden is in charge of America's nuclear arsenal. Let that sink in. Yeah, true international. <laughs> He's going to drop that pen oh. on the button. Yep. Jacko says De Leon realized he was about to pull a tube in and was panicking as he looked around for <laughs> his pants. Actually, that would be the best explanation uh, offered so far. That would be the most yeah. understandable. That would make me like him more than the explanation I offered about him just being an ungrateful Mexican immigrant that didn't know our, our uh, I almost said Statue of Liberty. How bad am I? Pledge <laughs> of Allegiance. When I heard that, I thought, man, um, it's, been a, it's been a little while since I've recited the pledge. Can I still do it? And kind of, so I went through it in my head. I assume when you grew up, you had to recite it every basically day. every day. So did I. That said, I haven't done it in my adult life for years. But, it's drilled uh, in there, though. Yeah. It, it, to be honest, it took me like a second or two to kind of dust off the uh, rust. But, but he knew I, he was going to say it, though. See, that's the thing. I don't know. Was he called on in a surprise way? Or if he I knew. Got it. He didn't really explain. He just said, wow, that was embarrassing. Donate to the illegals. OK, thanks. I didn't get an explanation out of that, though. Mm, John Smith, as a solution to the live chat issue, you could read off super chats that are only directly relevant to topics you guys discuss. And Matt and I made love comments. Of course. I don't know. That seems arbitrary. And I like, um, I like people's personal updates. I do too. It makes yeah. me happy. But um, I, I like will say one. no matter, sorry to interrupt, but no matter what happens, um, email inbox is always open too. So I want people to know there's no paywall on sending me an email, talking to me, whatever. That's not a thing. It's just, uh, we're trying to, there's no paywall to me, ignoring your email in the, <laughs> Beauty in the beta Gmail box. I'm saying no matter what accessibility is important to me. So uh, that will carry on no matter what decision gets made. Uh, DC Corso says, Hey, Matt and blonde, my new wife, Jackie and I got married last week. Very excited to finally uh, live together. Even though we will be moving out to Seattle in the next few months. God bless you both. God bless you too. Seattle. Good luck in Seattle. Reestablish a Chaz. A better one. Right wing Chaz. (laughs) Uh, Doc Bailey, is it just me or is Biden and the Democrats acting like they aren't legitimate? Sargon made a good point that he's acting like Prince John and Robin Hood, a pretender to the throne. Yes, he's also highly disoriented. So Hmm. the buffoonery is uh, ridiculous. Blippity Blue. Hey, guys, I love Dan Carlin and Hardcore History, but his last episode of Common Sense was just a Trump bash fest. Hmm. Really sucks to see people you respect slide off that cliff. That does suck. I'm not familiar with it, so... If it's something that isn't usually political or Trumpy and have Trumpy things just inserted into it, I wonder why, why do it now? I I suppose after the Capitol raid, that's why. I don't know. But it just seems weird how people double down on Trump hate when Trump is not only not in a position of political power, but his main method of communicating with the public has been severed. Like I've wanted to hear Trump. I wanted to hear Trump tweet about GameStonk. We'll never know what he might've said about it. It would have been awesome. Uh, who knows what he's doing? He would have thought it was awesome. Surely I would assume, but I don't know. Cliff says how deliciously ironic that this whole thing revolves around a service named after a character who robbed from the rich and gave to the poor. I don't know why that didn't occur to me, but yes, that is very delicious. Eric Marley, if you raise price of responded to super chats, you create a similar problem to the call in show. Those with better internet connection get preference. Just let blonde 
go at a predetermined time. Yes, but it's also like it's not just it's not just me. It's like we can't we can't have a an over three hour show. It's yeah, it's, it's if trending had, longer and longer. We've broken that three hours like half a dozen times. Yeah, a few times. And it's not that it can't be done, but if I was going to do it, I want it to be more content driven. That That's just kind of a production or editorial decision on my end that if I was going to make a show of that length, I would want it to be more organized content discussion than responding to super chats. That's just my preference. But as far as the call-in show, I don't, there's no preference for people with better internet. It's totally randomized. If your connection can't get your voice through. Yeah. But I've, you know, it has to be really shitty bottom of the ocean talking through a tin can and a string type stuff. The call-in show is always right. available and there's no, there's no paywall in the call-in show. You're free to join. Right. Um, th- that said discord with mobile is a little wonky, so that doesn't always work, but discord on computer tends to work pretty well. Yeah. Esoteric Unbound. By the end of the year, the Capitol riot will be hyped as one of the deadliest events in American political history. Mm. It's the Reichstag fire, but without all of the property damage. I think that they're, they are going to continue to to hype this just to continue to blame something on Trump. Sure. And then the um, legend of it will eclipse the factual reality. You know, that's how these things Even work. though the only confirmable death related to this is um, Ashley Babbitt. So who really, who really died? And there wasn't At least that the one we can there. watch. Yeah. That's the only one yeah. that we can see the direct evidence. Well, this guy getting hit in the head with the fire extinguisher. Uh, I still don't know the details on that. And it's been a while. So all we have, as far as I know, is the Capitol police statement. That's, that's it. As far as I understand. Yeah. And I that's don't not say that cut it for me. I yeah. don't say that rhetorically. If you have evidence of any kind of photo, any kind of video, anything of that, like that about the death of Brian Sicknick, send it my way. Please I don't say that dismissively. It. I want to know. I want yeah, to know what the like hell happened a, to that guy. It's like the old terrorist attack story. It's you'll hear about it. If it was a white guy within two seconds, hmm. it's like, why do I know how to have any details on, on this? If, if it were somebody that were on the right, we would know for yeah. sure. Right. Uh, um, yeah, presumably. Long Donk John says, in the long term, the the reality is retailers like GameStop are going to be the next blockbuster thanks to digital game purchases from Steam, uh, PlayStation Store, etc. That said, short sellers are shlong sucking vultures. Screw them. Yeah, I think everybody knows that GameStop is not a viable business model. Even the the guy that owns GameStop is like, whoa, this was excellent luck, right? <laughs> I, at first, I didn't really get why this was happening. I thought GameStop was selected just because it was like sort of uh, like a, a connected to video game meme culture or something like that. And maybe there's some of yeah. that, but I, I didn't really get the short selling thing at the start of it. Then it started. The dots started to be connected and it made more sense. But yeah. if, if it had to be a stock for this purpose, I'm glad it was GameStop. I just like the meme that GameStop has has become. It's a business that's perfectly suited for this sort of thing. It, yeah. it would have been a lot lamer if it was like. I don't know, some um I just think of something boring, like some lame tool. I don't think they chose it because of like the that. content though. I think it was purely because of the ability to make money. I yeah. mean, I'm not really sure that it being GameStop had much to do with it. No, yeah, it was chosen because it's heavily short it's heavily shorted. I mean, there had but, to be other reasons for that. But I like the video game connection because it's got those kind of it's got the implied connection to like Gamergate and a lot of just meme culture that's kind of built into it. So yeah. I appreciate it for that reason. 
Uh, Patrick Porter says, Jen Saki looks like a lizard person. Sorry, I can't unsee that now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I don't know if um if he made if he invented that joke or not, but I saw um quarter black Garrett posting a side by side of Mark Zuckerberg and Jen Saki, and they do look very similar. Esoteric Unbound, the Wall Streeters better watch their mouths. Once regular folks see them as the enemy, visits from armed Antifa mobs will follow. You want your Marxist revolution because this is how you get your Marxist revolution. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckle hunky buck. Matt and I once made love, not to each other, but to a couple of lovely women because we're not faggots. You mean fag goats. Fag goats. Yeah, it's clearly written. Yep. Uh, Incrediboy says, everyone search National Spelling Bee on the Derek Comedy channel. You won't regret it. Have you seen that before? Okay. I've not. Derek Comedy is the former project of, um, oh, what's his, what's his name? The dude, uh, oh, how am I spacing his name? Black guy, comedian, uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, musician, uh, also did, what's the name of his uh, music? Forget. Uh, what? Childish Gambia. No Childish Gambia. Oh, yeah. um, he used to do a YouTube project called Derek Comedy. And this is like OG YouTube skits like 2006. And you can still go back and watch them. And they are funny as hell, in my opinion. Some of them are really funny. And I watched this video for the first time when I was just after I'd graduated in high school in 2006. And the first time I saw it, I laughed till I cried. And the premise, without spoiling it for you, because I think you should go enjoy it on your own. Without me spoiling the joke is, it's a spelling bee. And the word or words that are given to the participants are funny let's put it that way the words they have to spell are very funny okay i'll watch it's it. oh, it's hilarious it's one of the best skits i ever in it's my high opinion. praise i remember yeah. you talking about this but i don't think i ever watched gotta it. check um, it out just a couple minutes M demagogue says matt and i once bought stonks and his short squeeze caused me to shoot to the moon i'm sorry mrs and mr <laughs> christians and by the way only one more thing on the Derek comedy thing the stuff that donald glover says in that would be absolutely cancel worthy worthy today. You couldn't even say it on YouTube today. I Isn't don't he think. some leftist shitbag now? Well, he did that. This is America song. And I assume he's progressive in his politics. But the stuff they were saying then, I don't think you could even say on YouTube now. It's still up there. But we wouldn't get away like with that. Do you like that show Atlanta? I don't it's know that weird, show. It's a weird. It has, um, is he in it? He's in it, yeah. Oh. Uh, Sean Anderson, Bill Gates bottled the farmland to give all the immigrants. Biden is going to let in a place to work. Don't forget the soil mm. and green plants too. Yeah, Maybe. really. The data digest. Hi, Matt. After a month of procrastinating, I finally uploaded my first video to my YouTube channel. I try to follow your advice of making the production process as enjoyable as possible. It's challenging yet very fulfilling. That is the data digest. Check it out. Thank there you. you go. And yeah, if you enjoy making the stuff, that's that's key. Because if you don't enjoy the process, you will quit. That's to anyone who wants. It's not just YouTube. Any creative endeavor you want to do. If you don't enjoy the process of making the product, move on to something else. Because you're going to have to do it over and over and over and over again. Not to say that you should quit if you hate it. Because. If you hate it. If you outright hate it, you should probably move on. Like you've never hated editing a video. Not in the way I've hated other things I've had to do. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. I, I like some um, more than others for sure, but I, I I've never hated it overall. No. I love um, it. Brett Homan. No, no. Thank you, sir. Son of the wolf blonde. I sent you an email with links to Ryan Mishler and Jack Donovan's website. They'd be a great interview for you. Okay. Hmm. I'll check it out. Thank you. Window lick. If any of you are familiar with Warhammer 40k, the the GameStop story is much like the orcs. We will watch this. We will 
we will will the stonks will will the stonks into being with our wah the only good edge fund is a dead edge fund there we go is this written in a jamaican accent or something <laughs> I, that's what it says okay the, the only yeah yeah i barely made it through that window liquor a uh, person person matt and i once made love i asked him to circle back with me on why the show was so late but he said the best he could do was a reach around <sighs> thank you um i'll have to just circle back with you Das Pooch, Razorfist, and Tehran have done hard time cutoffs for Super Chats on their gaming streams for quite a while to keep a handle on the time. It works well for them. Yeah, so far that is, I think, my favorite idea. That makes sense. Um, that I like that because if, if we just have a, a rule that doesn't... There's not randomization that's unfair to people. Everybody knows the rule going in, and you can choose to chat afterward or not. But yeah, th that's kind of the direction I lean. So thank you guys for the yeah. suggestions here. Josh Owens, hedge funds can't scare everyone into selling because most of these folks who have been broke their whole lives, uh, because most of these folks have been broke their whole lives, presumably. They know how to handle poverty, so losing everything isn't that scary to them. Um, yeah, just anything to stick it to the man. I, I feel that right now. Long Dong John says, it goes in two inches while the sinus swab goes in like five inches, but Matt's got a point. Two inches is massive in China. Thank you. Ralph DeLong, a big donation. Thank you, sir. Matt, you should be wearing your best formal flannel plaid when working with classy blonde. I'm the same guy who screwed <laughs> up my donation on your website on the last show. Oh, well, thank you. Um, we love you. You're very special. I, I always have uh, opportunity for flannel, I suppose. But yeah, with the uh, brand new set space, maybe I bastardized it with the hoodie and not the uh, proper. It's his formal hoodie, though. This is um, basically I've had a variation of this kind of hoodie for my entire life. I always have a gray zip hoodie in some shape or form. This one's pretty new, though. I got this one like within the last year. The one I had prior to that, I think I had for like five. So I've upgraded. It's not so bad. Yeah. You're a straight dude, so I, I wouldn't expect much more from you. Smirkin Fidel says raid capitals. Nah, raid social media corporations. They're the mechanism being used to destroy this nation. Destroy the mechanism and most of this will just go away. Nuke the servers. I mm. like the cut of your jib. I'm surprised there hasn't been the only thing close to that was the YouTube shooter, that crazy that crazy like vegan lady or whatever she was a few years ago. And she was not a very competent mass shooter. She missed everyone and shot herself. Remember her? No. I feel for her though. Hmm. Hold my vegan kebab. Wazazel says, I attended Virginia Tech. I guess I'm a survivor of the 2007 massacre. I graduated in 2004 and moved back home, but anyway, still survived. <laughs> Thanks, David D-Bag Hog. <laughs> Maybe David's a little more directly connected than that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it's it's the stretches are taken. Yeah. Talenza says, my neighbor spent $500 to sit in the nosebleed section of a Packers game in freezing weather. Hey, see that tiny dot down there? That's my favorite player, the one who called <laughs> us racist. <laughs> the one who called us racist. You got to sit so close you can see the George Floyd nameplate on the back of the helmet. That's what you got to do. I don't know how much <gasps> that was. For real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why um, I have watched some football this year. Toward the end of the season, I broke down. And I was like, God, I need some sports entertainment. So I watched more. But yeah, there's this black. In the Vikings games, the end zone said, I, I think they did this at a lot of stadiums, not just the Vikings team. End racism at, at the end of the end zones. Like, oh, thank you. I, I never thought of that. I, I was very pro racism while watching football or whatever. Just all sorts of nonsense. And that and the names that were on the helmets. Uh, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, they 
one of them do you remember althea bernstein the lady in uh the, the uh chicken madison wisconsin who claimed that nazis litter on fire at an intersection oh, she's yeah. one of the people they're promoting even after it's been exposed as a hoax they still promote her one of the guys they promoted basically committed was she suicide. Even black? she was half black half jewish i think was her i think that was her she was the multi- old drake yeah <laughs> she was biracial at least potentially more in the mix i don't know God help me. Bobby Collins. If we run out of uh, Q-tip tests, I will volunteer my services for rim shot tests. No dudes, fatties, uggos, or fam. I will proudly and vigorously <laughs> serve my country. Hold the line, game stonkers. Hold the line. We'll see how this goes gross. this week. I can't wait. Sore loser. One person could pull this hoax off if they didn't tell anyone else they were doing it. The victims wouldn't know the difference. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Like it. Yeah, one, I guess that's a fair point. One person could do the hoax if that was the intent. The hoax, yeah. But what would be the so benefit? You'd have to be a Trump supporter who wanted to make it wanted it to make it look or wanted to make it I look see. like there's a bunch of hostile anti-Trump people. But in so doing, it's it's risky because you are actually kind of committing a whether this is criminal or not. The threat in there was kind of ambiguous. It's like take this down or else. Is that a criminal threat? Eh. But you do put yourself a potential legal danger to commit the hoax because it would be taken as a threat by other people. That is a good point. That didn't mm. occur to me. And maybe, I don't know. Mm. Um, Jacko says, I had family at and graduated from Columbine in the late 90s and early 2000s. Regardless of politics, hogs grifting is an effing disgrace to every family victim community with that experience. Ain't mm. that the truth? All the best, man. That's, uh, yeah, I, I remember um, on the topic of Columbine, I'll never forget, uh, because uh, Susan Klebold took a bunch of heat for like basically raising a mass shooter. She became kind of a pariah in her community. And then um, oh, I guess it wasn't Columbine, but another topic on those mass shooting or the, the mass shooters in the community afterward um, that really hit me was the interview of Adam Lanza's father oh, after yeah. the fact. And he just talked about how like he wished his son was never born and how he felt like he had been a part of destroying so many families and destroying his his city and stuff i just can't imagine what it would be like like i look forward into the future with anticipation of imagining the thrill of becoming a father and what it must feel like to hold your baby in your arms for the first time can't wait you know that's going to be great for that to be twisted into feeling like i regret the creation of this being ever happening i mean that talk about it talk about a shift or talk about a dramatic turnaround in in life perspective and yeah just what it means to be a father to say i wish that had never happened it's it's uh yeah. it's just emotionally hard hitting um two way education says thank you thank you matt classen no good, no good gun channel by the way two aedu two aedu um pineapple girl stories have come out that arrested capital riders are using trump made me do it in arraignment uh serious mm. doubts that those willing to breach the capital for trump are the same people blaming trump i know yeah, we'll see. Josh Worley. Hey, Blonde, you should interview TR. He is like the most deplatformed man there is. Tommy Robinson, I assume. Oh, okay. That'd be a good I forgot one. about him. Let me reload. Let's see. Uh, just a couple more and then we'll hop over to Streamlabs. We'll call it a night. Um, Luke Gibson says, Adam Smith said it best. Supply and demand. You have to up the price if you can't increase the time. That's true. 15 bucks. Um, it's a, it's an opportunity. It's, it, it's an option. I suppose I kind of like the idea of lower hard barrier stop. to entry and, and hard stop point. 
Oh, so we would lower it under $10. No, I just mean lower relative to this. Keep it as is, but just give a stop. I'm tempted to that, but I'll put thought to it this week. And of course, we'll let you guys know um, before we make any changes. If we do make a change for next week, we'll let you know up top, obviously. Josh Frost said, uh, you could have a mod who reads the relevant comments after each segment and update and joke comments at the end. Also, Matt and I once made love, but I'll have to circle back to that later. Thank you. Um, yes. I'm not ready to get a third person on board. I could be, but the thing is, like, um, you have to be 100% committed to that. You know, I mean, it's like when we started this project, it was like, okay, if we're going to do this, it's got to be every Sunday this time, like basically no excuses ever. If you're joining this, you got to be in on it to that degree, like no exceptions, period. And to do that Um, requires paying a person, of course, I think if you want that level of commitment, um, there's a lot of things that go into that. Esoterica Unbound says you ought to go to the Sargon route, hire a producer, add another couple of shows each week and add supporting personalities. Show quality may decline towards the mean but the bottleneck will be elevated. Um, I hate that idea. I appreciate the desire for more uh, <laughs> content. so much nicer than Well, I and I will say like... what, they're, what Sargon's doing with the Lotus Eaters, I think it's great. I think they're doing really great work over there. So I admire it a lot. Um, the thing about, I don't want to do this style of content multiple times a week. And it's not because I don't like this style of content, but I appreciate sitting down on my own and doing something that's a little more thought out. I want to make both. And so I want to do this stream format and a couple times a week. And I want to do a solo format a couple times a week. I don't want to mess with that. And I appreciate the fact that you're looking for more of the show because that's good to me. The last thing no. I want to hear from people is there's too much. And I know that super chat and the length of the show is kind of too much as it is. I don't want to be a, too much. I want to have if you if it's not enough and people are wanting more, that's good. That's right where you want to be. That's my philosophy. Uh, I think we're good over here. Black magic. Uh, just saying hi appreciate it or no no oh, but thank, thank, thank you. you man um okay uh, let me reload on streamlabs we'll call it a night uh let's see um doesn't don't, don't i think i can't remember if i read this one christopher pack don't these hedge fund professionals know that all investments are yeah i did read that one okay so that's where i left off okay uh, Aaron D says had a Christmas party yesterday. That's late, I guess. <laughs> oh, 30 family members. So maybe that's why governor walls uh, can take his 15 person limit and shove it. I see a cousin told me it was nice to feel normal again. If you want things, uh, if you want things to go back to normal, just start acting normal. Thanks for the sanity. Well, that explains the late Christmas. Cause your governor said you can't have one. 30 yeah. people is banned, but your, your, uh, final point is exactly right. Uh, these people are never going to give us our normal lives back. They're going to be sticking Q-tips yeah, up, up our butt. You want your normal life back? Start taking your normal life back. Plain and simple. Appreciate the spirit and Merry Christmas to your family. Kim says, seems as, uh, seems as if all the changes to the show are happening at once, no matter what you do with super chats, I think it'll be a great show. A terrific show, frankly, the best. And I'll probably still listen. Ooh. Is that a threat? <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to tell you how to run your show. Well, no, in this case, we are definitely and openly and explicitly looking for input yep. because we don't have a strong feeling. Uh, like, frankly, we, we've talked about this. And I don't think we liked any of the options. They all had flaws in them that we didn't want to commit to. Yeah. So thank you, man. Uh, Black Phillip. Uh, oh, just thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. I think we're all set, guys. And actually, ironically, a somewhat trim show tonight, two hours, 18 minutes. So we're, if I wasn't late, we would have been uh, 
we would have been one of the shorter shows in a while. Did you? Fr- oh, I thought you froze for a second. Like, damn, did I? No. Nope. Did I lose you? Okay, well, we will call it a show, guys. Appreciate your patience tonight. Thank you for that. We'll try to get this tech stuff sorted out next week, but it seems like I say that each and every week. And, uh, we're we will. We're inching closer each and every time. Um, appreciate you guys hanging out with us live and waiting for that. If you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you have thoughts about Super Chat, how to handle it, Again, that's Matt at MattChristiansandMedia.com. I will be considering your ideas. Potentially, we will update the show format next week. Not sure. Probably a post-Super Bowl show next week, but I will uh, make an announcement probably on Twitter and the rest of my social media about the, the time. And, of course, we'll update the YouTube notification, too, so you guys aren't confused. Other than that, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll catch you next Sunday, because if it's Sunday... Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's the Matt and Blonde Show. Whether you like the new name or not, tough. We'll see you next time. Have a good night. Bye, guys.